If you're searching for a wrestling podcast that's filled with fun, this is definitely David Boy Smith's yeah, finest fucking moment. He goes, he fell on his ass. He <laughs> <laughs> fell on his ass. <laughs> Couple of haters. Couple of haters. Couple haters. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling nostalgia. I will take you back to May 26th. 1996. It was a stormy night. <laughs> the wind was howling. <laughs> Latest pro wrestling news and rumours. We've heard about the situations between WWE, Sasha Banks and Naomi. And hilarious tangents. Oh, what the fuck this is not tangent off. No Samoan spikes. <laughs> <laughs> Tangents. <laughs> then look no further. Join your hosts James, Stu, and Johnny, and subscribe to Top Turnbuckle Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Top Turnbuckle Podcast with me, Stu, uh, me James, and me Johnny. And it's episode fifteen. Yes, welcome to episode fifteen. Where Top Turnbuckle Podcast is coming in stronger and more unstoppable than a warrior. <laughs> Top Turnbuckle Podcast is more immortal than a hogster. More buff than a bagwell. More poetic than a genius. Lanny Lane. Lanny Lane. Lanny Poffo. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> more exotic than Adrian Street. Oh, I don't know about that. More intergalactic than Suburban Commando. Fuck off. More, really? More <laughs> ravishing than rude. More bizarre than gold dust. More slimier than Big Dick Johnson. And is slapping nuts harder than Double J ever could. <laughs> Welcome one and all. Makes me laugh, you know, Johnny, Johnny's read like, he writes like an essay on this, so it really he's takes got, his time on all this stuff. He's got a thesis of puns. <laughs> oh, it's never ending. Never ending. Oh, Christ. I didn't think you was going to end. I thought, fucking hell, how many you got? <laughs> Funny though. I cut some out, actually. <laughs> Funny <laughs> though, so we'll go on immediate tangent here. Oh, yeah. What about that Buff Bagwell poster we saw the other day? Oh, from the WCW pay-per-view? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> we'll, put an, we'll put an image. Uh, I've not the, seen it, but yeah. I can guarantee it's probably horrendous. It's absolutely handsome. horrendous. Oh, handsome. handsome. One of you's gone for handsome, one's gone for horrendous. <laughs> All the ages. <laughs> right. Well, on episode 15. Yes. What topics are we covering this week, this month? Sorry. I think it was my turn, wasn't it? It was it indeed. Was. So, this is Dream Matches. And there are... Well, dream matches and matches that never happened. Yes, matches that never happened. So, in this, there was a rule that one of them had to be retired. Yes. Because otherwise we'd go fucking everywhere. Yeah. We'd have Kenny Omega versus AJ Styles from WWE all <laughs> over think the place. all mine are retired or passed away. Yep, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, and then the other one... Now, this is weird, guys, because we actually thought that King of the Ring was going to be in February time, didn't we? Yeah, yes. we did. Just before WrestleMania, yeah. but that hasn't happened. But we are still going to go with the King of the Ring yeah. theme. And that's... <laughs> you always have to wait for it to yeah. do that little cheek. <laughs> it is <laughs> the best moments from King of the Ring, and any King of the Ring, and the and worst moments oh, yes. from King of the Ring. Indeed. So over to you guys. Actually, before we jump into the dream matches, oh, um, I'm going to go on with a tangent here. Oh, really. um, we don't ever have them. 
What's the weirdest dream you've ever had? Fucking hell, Jimmy. What? <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from? Because He's been doing this recently on the page. There was a certain about resting dreams the yeah. other day. Oh, yeah, 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 I did see that. I've had yeah. a couple of weird dreams recently. I'm the weirdest dream really can... worried where this oh, is going. It's not sexual. Good. Don't worry. The weirdest dream I ever remember, though, when I was younger, um, I was in my bedroom and there was this wall made of Lego and I was behind it and there was another wall made of Lego and Freddy Krueger was behind it. And we were all we were both throwing tennis balls at each other, trying to knock each other's wall down. <laughs> Shall I leave okay. That there? <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. I'm not even going there. I, 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 in all honesty, I tend not to really remember my <laughs> dreams. Um, but the reason I mention this is because I had a dream of old sugar lips over there, James. Sugar lips? <laughs> You've got to be what? fucking kidding me. Well, I did, yeah. Um, I, from what I remember is I was in this shop. It was like a charity shop, but it was in America, right? And um, there was, this goes on to another time. There was pants in there, right? There oh, God, pants, are we back to okay? pants again? Yeah. Back to pants. Right. And I, I don't know who was on the pants, there was either a picture. It was. A, I think it might have been a picture of Dan Reed. Okay, because we've been speaking about him quite a bit recently. Hi to our listener, Dan Reed. Yes, hello, Dan Reed. Um, but then I remember Elvis appeared. Okay, and it was all what these. What the fuck do you eat before bed? To, I don't know. Like, I think I had some cheese. But um, <laughs> yeah, you you had these pants in this charity shop. Elvis was about. There was these soldiers with guns. And, and they had Dan Reed's face on I think on it. so. I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, there we go. Okay. Is that the end of it then, That's Johnny? The is that? All right. I just want to clear that out. Well. Um, there was more to it, but I don't remember the rest. I don't know what to say. Um, no, neither do I. <laughs> I feel like there you were wearing... It's sort of open-ended as well, isn't it? It's not even any fucking... No. I feel like you were wearing a leather headband. Like, Who, like, me? Yeah. Like a karate sort of band around your head but like a level one yeah I would have fucking cool do you know what I, I want one of them when I'm in the club just in the club yeah what the fuck is going on this <laughs> is usually we get towards the end of an episode before this weird shit comes out <laughs> that's but... Johnny not me oh, what did I call uh, your sugar lips <laughs> yeah where did that come from fuck no because you can't call him thunder lips there is only one no. thunder lips and that is thunder lips himself James has uh, nicely showed me the poster with Buff Bagwell and Wow, it really is fucking horrendous. He's very buff. Um, he's something. Yeah, I said that. But mm, anyway, now, now of course there's nothing wrong with this, but it does look like an advertisement for a gay bar. I was going to say no pants, chap. I was going to say chapstick. Yeah. Mm. I reckon he's wearing a pair of pants with your face on. <laughs> anyway, right. Let's. Should we start? <laughs> let's get back on topic. Should we start? Who would like to go first? For their top three dream matches or I, matches I that never do, happened. So I'm not going to. You're not going first this time? No. All right, I'll do it for a change. Go for it. Very rare that I go first on these things. Um, as always with mine, I will go in order of preference, and I'm going to start with number three. Um, mine are all matches that could have happened, but were eventually dropped. Uh, my first one comes from TNA. Okay. From June 2011, and the storyline was going to be that Mick Foley buys the TNA X Division. Okay. Wow. Um, he has recently talked about this on um, his podcast, Foley's Pod. 
and uh, revealed that he was approached by writer Scott Fishman um, with a draft storyline that would involve him purchasing the TNA X division, um, to which Foley had quoted, Oh man, I'm in. And clearly he was up for the idea. And I think Foley being in, personally, Foley being in charge of the X division would have been a great storyline. The X Division was amazing as it was, but can you imagine his involvement in upping the games even what, more? What year was this? 2011. Okay. I was watching, I think I was in and out mm. of TNA around this time. Um, I've, gone, I've gone sadly, and I absolutely loved TNA. This, uh, when, when Foley actually started with um, TNA, this, this idea was first given to him then and was the main catalyst for him signing with TNA. He loved the idea, thought it was great. Unfortunately... It never happened. The storyline was eventually dropped, and obviously with persistency from him trying to get the idea up and running um, and actually into the main storylines on the show, he was quite disgruntled by it and eventually asked for his release. I, I think, guys, that we will do a TNA episode. Oh, absolutely. just thinking that, yeah. Because mm. TNA was... It's not talked about a lot no. now, really, and it, it had a massive impact at one point. Literally. Nice Pardon point. the pun. Nice <laughs> no, you're right. It did, though. It, did. it really did. It's mad to think it's been going 21 years. Yeah. So there you go. That, that, yeah, that's that's short and sweet. Yeah. I, I, it, it's, it is one of those what-ifs. Yeah. Because you've got to think, think at that time for TNA with the X Division. The X Division, personally, and I'm pretty sure, James, I know you felt the same way, the X Division is what made that. Yeah. Yeah, it really, really did. It was brilliant. I don't know what you think, John. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I the, always liked the six-sided ring as well. Yeah, I, I did. I always thought that was different. Yeah. Made it, it, g- it gave it, you know, it gave TNA that uniqueness. Yeah. I was just a massive fan of TNA when it was around, I'd say, 2004-05. Yeah. And you had Enix Skipper... Chris Harris is someone yep. who uh, no one talks about. He ruined his career, didn't he? Because he tried to go to WWF and it mm. didn't work out. Do you remember him, Johnny? I do, yes. I think he had Wildcat one Chris Harris. In, yeah, I think they put him in EC, the new ECW yeah. and then it didn't work out. And they, I mean, Monty him. Brown was good in I, there I, I, as well. I really yeah. like Monty Brown. One that I always loved for the X Division was Suicide. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. Which was Absolutely brilliant. Daniels, wasn't it? Under the Mask. I believe so. Wasn't there some storyline? Wasn't there something involving involving Hogan as well? Yeah, uh, no, yeah. There, there was um, something. It there, was Austin Aries. Yes, that's that's what I remember mm. about it. Where it, it it went off track. Yeah, I remember yeah, Austin yeah, Aries was... being under there mm. for oh, a storyline. He was great. I, was, in, yeah. I loved him in TNA. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, he was good. I I kind of gone out of it. I felt it lost its soul. Mm. Yeah, when. Hogan come yeah. in uh, and Bischoff. I thought it really lost its soul. It had a lot of independent stars yeah. and they were young and yeah. they were really, really ambitious got, to look, put on a great matches. They Nine times out of ten, you'd always say, especially like their pay-per-views and sometimes the house shows, it was always the X Division that was talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, those opening matches or that mid-card match that was always the X Division and it was that kind of holy shit moment. You know, the, the X Division matches were... They were fucking brilliant. And like I said, can you imagine Foley being involved with that? I'm surprised that WWE or no one else, I won't just say WWE, I know it annoys people, but no one else on a bigger scale has used that those ropes. Yeah. Do you remember the where you yeah, had to yeah, get yeah, the X? Yeah. yeah. 
you remember that, Johnny? Yeah, yeah, it was good. They were great ideas. They done loads of moves off the top of it, and yeah, yeah, all sorts. They were so unique. Those matches, just so entertaining. I think we'll do an episode on that. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Didn't they even go to do the uh, Monday night? They went opposite Raw as well, didn't they? They were really cooking at one point. Around about the time where WWE was beginning to struggle, Mm. around about the two thousand and five sort of time where it was not doing very well. Like, people were not resonating with the product like they used to. Yeah. And I know for a fact at that time, I was watching TNA. I wasn't watching WWE because you had Styles on there and you had Joe Daniels, Daniels, all the names we just mentioned, and they were absolutely Uh, delivering Upcoming John Moxley. Yeah, Mm. I think so. I think he was in CCW. Wasn't he? Oh, he was in... He was around somewhere, possibly. Mox. Yeah, we should... I'm not sure. Yeah, we should definitely do an impact for TNA. I think so. At some point. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. So there you go. That's my first one. Number three. That's good. Boom. Boom. Who's next? Okay, I'm going to go with Johnny as well on this one. So you should know what this is, Johnny. I I think this one's a no-brainer. Now, I'm, I'm coming from the facts of both of these individuals in their prime because maybe they may have met around 97. And I really want to be careful with anyone out there who catches me out. It's The Rock and Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid. Yeah. That's got WrestleMania written all over it. Yeah, yeah. This is crazy that he never actually... I I did look into it to make sure there was nothing anywhere. Um, And the rumours are they didn't get on. Yeah, um, from what I heard was... Sorry, go Mate, on. Mainly Michaels, say, it is, wasn't it? It's fucking mental that they've never met. Yeah, there was a lot of issues um, when Rocky first arrived in WWF, and it was reported that Sean wasn't the nicest to be around, and Sean had disrespected his grandmother. And- yeah, now we talked about this. I remember, because I read Rock's book, and I don't know if it was Sean Michaels, it was certainly Ric Flair involved. Something happened years ago. And I don't know if Sean was involved. It was like an inter- sort of like an interpromotional thing where his mum was doing something in her territory, right? And they disrespected her. And he, at the, a really young age, stood up to him or something like that, and was really angry or shouted out, "Um, you're fucking over my grandmother." Basically, right, or, right. I think it was his grandmother who did it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know, but. There's obviously them stories about Michaels really being bad around about 97, 98, and they did not meet. It is such a shame because as Michaels comes back in, in 2002, Mm -hmm. The Rock's going out. Yeah, and Sean actually went and wanted to have the match, but Rock still... He hadn't forgiven him for what he'd done before. Yeah, Yeah. he didn't want to do it. We don't know the full story. No, no. It's one of them dream matches, actually, when you look at it, they're both WWE guys. Yeah. It could have easily main evented any pay-per-view. Yeah. Especially WrestleMania. Yeah. And I just think it's one that people don't think of Yeah, when it's so glaringly obvious in front of you. Can you imagine them both at their peak having yeah. that match? What sort of, what Sean would you have gone for? What year would you have seen? I would have gone for the heel Sean. 97 time no, is it nice? yeah about 97 like you yeah, would have gone for the proper heel DX Sean yeah yeah against the people's champ 2000 mm. rock yeah yeah can I just sense. interject quickly 
Yeah. Can you please get that fucking picture off the TV screen? I can't <laughs> handle Buff Bagwell staring at me pouting anymore. It's the stuff. I don't care. It's really off-putting. It's just can't get enough. <laughs> right, we have to edit that. <laughs> it's an accident. Okay. I think that's it. They, 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 I've got nothing else to add to that. I well, I don't think we have to go into their backgrounds uh, at all, do we? They're, you know, they're legendary. Yeah. It's just a, it's just such a shame that that match has never taken place when it is blatantly obvious that it would have been an absolute mega match. Yeah. I think they only interacted once when Sean super kicked The Rock. On About 99, I reckon, wasn't it? Yeah, I think. Wasn't it during the, the Iron Man match? Triple H? Yes, 2000, you may. Sean okay. was the referee, wasn't he? And I think did he, he super kick him or did he cost him the match? This is Judgment Day 2000. Yeah, there was some time around this. Smackdown, in, in the not, first ever Smackdown. Yes, it could have been that one, yeah. I think Triple H versus The Rock. And Shawn Michaels' special guest referee, yeah, and he costs yeah. him. Yeah. Ah, and I, okay. I think, yeah, that's Don't the remember only that. So, interaction I think they ever had, really. So, two. Yeah. Judgment yeah, Day two. 2000 as yeah. the special guest so referee. Have you, have you two got the same one for that one, then? We have. Yeah. All oh, right, yes. wow. Yeah. We have indeed. Mm. <coughs> it's back around to me again, then. I think it is. Wow. Holy shit. Right, then. My number two was from 2006 and it is Abyss versus The Undertaker at Wrestlemania 23 I heard about this match Mm. it was meant to happen Um, in 2006 Abyss was approached and eventually offered a WWE contract which would have led to his debut and arrival at the Royal Rumble that year eventually this would uh, build up to a feud um, that would obviously you know penultimately end at WrestleMania, involving obviously the Undertaker's streak at the time, and Abyss would end up becoming another name to add to the streak list. Just another victim. Um, but sadly, it never happened. Yep. Abyss opted to stay where he felt he belonged, uh, back at TNA. I think that was a clever move. Yeah, I, I've got to agree, yeah. Um, and <laughs> do you know what we got instead of that? What did we get? You That's- got Batista. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah we got okay. the title match. Actually, I'm not the biggest fan of Batista in the ring, but that's probably one of Batista's best matches. Mm. Mm-hmm. But it's from from a gimmick point of you know um, Abyss when you see obviously the uh, Monsters Ball matches and things like that that he has. Could you imagine something like that with the Undertaker involved? Yeah, I just I think the Undertaker has had so many potential opponents mm. that are like that. I mean. Around sort of that time, do you remember Mordecai? Yeah, oh, never went. God. That, and then that you had died the, on its arse. Yeah, and then you had the guy that me and Johnny were talking about, the British guy. I can't remember oh, his name um, off the top of my head. Oh, what's his name? oh yeah, I know I could picture him, and I was picturing him before yeah. we mentioned it. They well, did yeah. a vignette with mm. this guy. He spoke about the Undertaker, and he was coming in as like some sort of cult leader or okay. something like that, wasn't he? Yeah, oh, bugging me now. Yeah, I can't remember what his name is. That's a que- that's a question for everyone mm. out there because we could easily yeah. look it up and we it, it, yeah. it's on the tip of our tongue but we just cannot think of it. Mm. But this guy around about two thousand and seven was billed to face the Undertaker, right? And there was a vignette that played, and it went absolutely nowhere because again Vince thought he was too small. When he saw him, he thought he was too small. Right, but yeah. I'm sure it made TV. I think okay. it did. Yeah, yeah. Abyss, I, I was never a massive fan of Abyss. I liked him. 
I just I just found him to be kind of a mixture between mankind and Kane. Yep. Mm. Yeah. And I just I just couldn't I could just never really get into it. Yeah, this is why I go with the theory that it was best for him to stay. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. No, I agree totally. I, I, TNA I really or en- Impact. I really enjoyed what you know Abyss's work. I didn't like the whole Joseph Park fucking character he did. Obviously, when he unmasked and put the suit on, or a you know sports yeah. uh, tracksuit and all that, I, I thought that was shite. But as Abyss. And I, I've got to admit, I really enjoyed it when he started teaming up with Crazy Steve and Rosemary. Yeah. Um, for me, that works. That really worked. That, them three as a stable decay were fucking awesome. I think that he was really good in the position he was in. And yeah. sometimes going, attempting to go higher might not work. Mm. Because like Johnny said, I would have had those similar thoughts in a WWE ring. That he was sort of very, very close to the... Two that basically the two that Johnny mentions, yeah, and I thought they fit to you know yeah. TNA or yeah, Impact. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it, see, my my other side of that is, and and I do agree with you, I really do. But I would have dreaded what Vince would have done to him as a character. That's my point. Yes, yeah. I think he would have ruined him, and I think that could have been the end of him. Yeah. Um. But so I, yeah, I agree totally. I think Abyss made the correct decision staying with TNA. Also, like- this is like a hardcore character, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. moving into the PG yeah. era right at yeah, this point. Yeah. And what usually have been. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. It would you know, it would have been great to have seen, but mm, do I personally think it would have worked? No. Wasn't he backstage quite a bit, doing a lot of backstage yeah. stuff? He's backstage yeah, 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 yeah. now, isn't yeah. he? I think so. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. He books matches. Mm. Yeah. He's an agent, I'm, I mm. believe. Yeah. So I good think. on you, mate. You ended up there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. It's Which, not always a good thing to go there. No. 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 As, uh, someone recently said, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And we're not going to talk about it. Back to you, James. Oh, is it, is it James now? Yeah, because you both had the same one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, this this one I think a lot of people wouldn't think of. Dan Housen. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Versus go- Triple H. Do you know what? You're- <laughs> <laughs> I think, seriously though, Stu, yeah. you're going to really like this one. Right, go for it. We lost this guy as wrestling fans way too early, and that's uh, Bruiser Brody. Absolutely. Versus Mick Foley. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. So, Bruiser Brody... I think most people know the story. I mean, he was legendary. He was a legendary independent who could basically go anywhere he wanted and command any sort of money. I'm just sitting back and I'm just going to listen to this. Cause, yeah. Oh, mate. They never have a match like, early on in Bigfoot's career. They might have done. I don't know if they did. Yes, lot, they though. might have done. I think that Bruiser was... I've got to be really careful with my words. He passed away, I'll say. Yeah. yeah. In, I reckon it was 1985. I might be wrong. I'm guessing because I don't have any notes. I just got my knowledge. <laughs> Wikipedia. So, yeah. So this took place in Puerto Rico. You can look this up. Yeah. I mean, this will not define his career anyway. He was a legend in Japan. He was one of the first Americans to be given a, yeah. an an honorary salute. It wasn't a 10 bell salute. He was given like just this beautiful 
I can't even explain how they did it in Japan. They just uh, they had his wife and I think his son in the ring. Yeah. Didn't they? And, and yeah, yeah, they you know, all the lights stand, they just give him this beautiful uh, send off. Had massive, massive feuds with Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah. And this guy scared the hell out of the crowd. He would literally go into the crowd and just run amok and everyone would run away. You can watch some of it on YouTube. If you've never checked this guy out, he was amazing. Oh, yeah. And then you've got Mick Foley. You've got the hardcore legends who a lot of people look at Brody and say, like, that's where sort of he got his inspiration from. I'm not yeah. sure if that's necessarily true. But that is a dream yeah, match. There is an interview of McFarlane saying that he actually did. Did he? Yeah. yeah. And I just think that's such a shame that that never, ever happens at any time. No, I did just take it up and it has never happened. No, so what What year did he pass? 88. 88? Hey, July 17th. Yeah, 88. 88. 42, 42 years old, died in Puerto Rico. Yeah, he died in Puerto Rico. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. As I say, I'm not going to go into the circumstances of that because... It's it's very very strange, yeah. and we all know truthfully what happens. If if you don't, I just suggest that you you go and just research it. The Google Dark it. Side of the Ring episode. Yeah, there, there is, is there yeah. is. It's a very very sad episode is, as well yeah. because yeah. he was he was beloved. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, forty two years of age could have still got another couple of years out of him. Yeah, and we would we could have seen some really really great matches. So, yeah, I'm just going to go with that one. I just think that is an absolute dream match. Yeah. Oh, That's all I can say. not agree more, Hard mate. hitting match, yeah. yeah. Good. Well, it could have gone anywhere. Yeah. Literally. False count anywhere, hardcore match, barbed wire, anywhere. Yeah. And it could have, it could have changed the whole dynamics mm. of hardcore early yeah. on because we all talk about Terry Funk and he is an absolute legend. Yeah. But then you've got Bruce Brody. And yeah. Bruce, Bruce wasn't so much a hardcore as we see it in the modern yeah. day. He was more out of control. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's the best way to describe it. But, yeah, I'll leave that there. Yeah, yeah. good one. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Fantastic. Right, is it me? It's you. Me. Okay. Uh, the match I'm going to go for, in my opinion, is WrestleMania worthy. And there's two wrestlers that could be considered the greatest of all time. One side you have the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. and his opponent, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Ooh. Yeah, that's a class match. Ooh. I'd choose possibly Shawn from maybe 96 and Steamboat from 89. Yeah, Michaels' best year was 96. Yeah. In ring. Yeah. He was untouchable. Mm. Uh, you think this match would be up there with like you know, Steamboat's matches with Flair and Savage? Yeah, be like a full on. It'd be a great match, I think. Um, you could even have like imagine the two of them in an Iron Man match as well, like a oh, thirty shit, minute match. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's a chance this could have happened in 1992. Uh, Sean had just become a singles guy, but Steamboat had just left to go to WCW. Yeah, there's not much else to really say about it. I just, I just think it'd be a great match, which is a shame it never happened. Yeah, too right. Two great technicians. Yeah, it would have been stunning. Yeah. 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 Short and sweet. Brilliant. That leads me to my last one. 
little bit of a complex one, this one. Well, not... Well, it could have been, but unfortunately, that is the um, the issue. It could have been. My last pick is titled The Battle of the Four Horsemen. Um, this followed on, and I can't remember what year it was, um, an episode of uh, WCW uh, where Brian Pillman ended up being slapped by Arn Anderson on camera. I think it was either 95 or 96. 95. 95. Thank you. Um, because he was, um, at the time, obviously a member of the Four Horsemen, considered um, what would eventually to be his uh, gimmick, the Loose Cannon. And it was the start of that era of Brian Pillman. Yeah. Um, he was starting to develop the Loose Cannon persona. Um, Arn Anderson basically had found it a bit fucking irritating and had given him a, a bit of a calm the fuck down <laughs> forehand slap. Um, this was going to be written as the catalyst for Pillman to pull away from the Four Horsemen and start his own Four Horsemen fraction. I On paper, I think this would have been fucking brilliant because I eventually then found out who Pillman was going to have as his other three members of his version of the Four Horsemen. Okay. Which, rumoured at the time, and would eventually become a draft, would have been Brian Pillman, Chris Benoit, Stephen Regal, and Chris Jericho. That's four really good names. Yeah. Uh, You know, obviously all four of these, you know, they were considered to be rookies at the time, but they had been and they had worked and they were known. They knew their stuff. They were seasoned, but classed as rookies by WCW in those days. What the storyline was going to entail was obviously, like I stated, you know, it would have been the Four Horsemen versus the new Four Horsemen. Okay, yeah. And it would have become a feud for the right to the name and legacy of the Four Horsemen. Yeah, yeah. I, I never heard this. Never Neither heard have I. I. I have some issues with it. Not on paper, it sounds mm. wonderful. My issues are Eric Bischoff doing that story at that time and doing that justice. Mm. Unfortunately, because of this loose cannon gimmick, this was at the time when Pillman was coming to his WCW. He wanted yeah. out. Yeah, because he was in, I think in 95, this is, this is me... As you guys know, I have no notes. I'm going off my own head, right? <laughs> I think that he debuts in around about 95, late 95 to early 96 in ECW. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I'd like to say it was around May that he appeared in WWF because yep. he was at the King of the Ring, mm-hmm. 96. Yep. So I've got a feeling it was around May-ish time he was there. So yeah, probably between... Yeah. December, May, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see how close I actually am on that. <laughs> but it's, it's definitely yeah. 95. It's got to be. Or, or it might even be earlier, depending on when they come up with a concept. Mm. I don't know. It's. Uh, I think that would have been amazing. Mm. What a feud that could have been. What else was going on in WCW at that time? Oh, you've got the fucking Dungeon of Doom. We're doing a thing on that. So you've got Dungeon... (laughs) This is is what I was saying about Eric Bischoff, guys. Because at this point in time, you have got the Dungeon of Doom. You've got Ric Flair really 
quite floundering. Mm. I believe that there's a feud at this point between Arn Anderson and Ric Flair. Yeah, they did have a match at Full Brawl. Yeah, so it's either late 94 or early 95, it's, isn't it? Oh, September 95. Okay, so that's yeah. later than that. The problem with WCW at this point is they were kind of all over the place. Yeah. They were lucky WWF weren't mm. doing well or as bad as they were. Because if you look back, I mean, we went and had a look back recently, Johnny. There was some rubbish that they were putting <laughs> wow. out. I mean, yeah. they had such talent there, and yet they were doing like the Triple Cage Alliance to end yeah. Hulkamania monster truck, yeah. monster truck matches. What do you think? If they'd have gone through with this, yeah, that could have been something that could have salvaged them. Yeah. I'd have loved to have seen it, personally. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I would have. loved it. I would have, but I'm just looking at it from the point of view of Bischoff Stewart that time. No, I, oh, no, I, I totally, totally get that, and he probably would have fucked it up. Because it was Hogan, Hogan, yeah. Hogan in 95 in And WCW. would he have stood for people like the Four Horsemen? No, Pil- he... Pillman, Regal, Benoit, Jericho, trying to come in and, you know, be... No, these were blatant mid-carders. I mean, yeah. you had you. I don't think Jericho's there at this point. Is he? Is he actually there? No, um, uh, I don't know. I think he was. This is a light heavyweight division, mm. isn't it? Comes in in light heavyweight as a babyface. Yeah, cruiserweights. Lionheart. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it would have been a good match, good feud. Yeah, it would have been cool. It would. There be. you go. Yes, that's my number one. Brilliant, okay. Shkay. Who's next? I'll go. I never, as you guys know, I never like to bring this guy up, personally. Yeah, so uh, for my final pick, guys, I never really like to bring this guy up, you know, because it's always controversial. Mm. But I can't leave this off because in ring, this would have been unbelievable, in my opinion. I've gone with Dynamite Kid, Tom Billington. Yep. And Chris Benoit. Yeah. Mirror images of each other. Nearly, and this is exactly the reason, Johnny, nearly mirror images of careers as well. Both for trains, I believe that Benoit's trained in the Hart Family Dungeon, isn't he? Yes. I believe, yeah, I believe he was. I think so. Yep. Right, so they both go to Japan and Dynamite goes and has just, I don't know if any of you guys have seen this match. I mean, this is a legendary match. Uh, have you ever seen the Tiger Mask feud? No. Early 80s, isn't it? It's stunning. Yeah. No. Oh, my God, it's isn't it stunning. for the actual light heavyweight title? Yeah, Tiger, Ma- yeah. Tiger Mask versus the Dynamite Kids. Then you have Benoit. He goes over there. He goes over there as the Pegasus Kid. Yeah. And he makes a massive name for himself. Now, what's weird is, is that these two end up at some point in Stampede Wrestling. Okay. Right, I think, and this is a real, it's around the early 90s, and Tom Billington gives Chris Benoit his boots, as if to say to carry on the legacy. You can look all this up. This is coming from knowledge. Yeah, passing the torch. But they never, ever faced each other. And obviously, Chris Benoit, he's been, his style and his sharpness yeah. in the ring, everything like that, how Crispy was always been associated with Tom Billington, the Dynamite Kids. I just think that would have been a stunning match yeah. in ring. Oh, yeah. I think that could have been amazing, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
I haven't yeah. really got much more to say on it because it would just be an in-ring marvel. Yeah. And God, I'd have yeah. liked to have seen it in Japan. Yeah, definitely. I'd have liked yeah. to have seen, like, Pegasus Kid versus the Dynamite Kid. Yeah, yeah. Both in their absolute primes in yeah. Japan. That would be a great match. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So that's the one I've gone for, guys. Okay. Uh, who's got a pick left? It's you. Me? Yeah, me, I'm done, mate. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, my third pick also involves Chris Benoit. Oh. I think we've all had a Chris Benoit. We have, yeah. We? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a tag team contest and involves the early 1990s version of Rick and Scott Steiner, the Steiner Brothers. Okay. As they lock horns with 2002 SmackDown Tag Team Champions... Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. Okay. Some people consider the Steiner brothers to be one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Mm. Uh, you could say they're ahead of their time. I, I think, think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I will agree with that. Yeah, yeah I think so because I, I would think that Johnny really early on as well because they were over in Japan. Yeah, yeah. And oh god, they were superb. They yeah. were, yeah. yeah. They were the measuring stick for anyone, and they could do. Pretty much anything they wanted, apparently. Yeah, if yeah. you got if you were a new team and you got the Steiners, you were a little bit worried. Yeah. Similar to Vader. Yeah. Uh, all four of them, all four wrestlers were amateur wrestlers before actually becoming professional wrestlers in the business. Uh, like I said, the moves the Steiners were doing were explosive, from top rope bulldogs to Frankensteiners to... Got even delivering a top rope DDT off his opponent's, like off Rick Steiner's shoulders. I just, yeah, it was all over the place. <laughs> um, Kang and Chris Benoit, they were two of the best in ring wrestlers of all time. They became a tag team only for a few months back in 2002 uh, when Paul Heyman was running SmackDown and there was like a tournament to crown new champions. Uh, yeah, they're. The two teams, you know, if they wrestled each other, it would be a classic, I think. be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, that's that's it, yeah. It would be a classic match. Uh, I don't know who would win. Me. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's it. I think it's, nice. a, I think it's a great match. I, feel, I think, you know, the thing with this is, is it's about being creative, and it is also subjective. It's what we actually go for. I have a few honourable mentions as yeah. well. Uh, which weren't actually in the chat. Right. Uh, I've got uh, Kurt Angle versus Ken Shamrock. I always wanted to see this match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were both kind of alike in a way. Both had the same moves, I suppose, but I, when... Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. It would have been a good match. I've also got the Hollywood Blondes versus the Steiner Brothers. Did that ever happen? It didn't, no. Steiner's wow, really? As the Hollywood Blondes became a team. Okay. Shit. Chris Benoit versus Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. Owen Hart. He's popping up a lot in this episode, isn't he? Yeah, he has. Owen Hart versus Ricky Steamboat. It's Ricky Steamboat. It's Steamboat and Benoit Fest. He was fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's because he's so good in the ring. You could literally put him in there with any fucker, couldn't you? I've got Owen Hart and Chris Jericho. That's an interesting one. Mm. Now I'm shocked that those two have never met no, never in any in any way at all because they're both from Canada and you would have expected them at one yeah. point yeah. to have. Yeah, that's it. Kurt Angle, Ricky Steamboat. 
<laughs> Kurt Angle, Bob Backlund. It's now turned to Kurt Angle, Benoit. Kurt Angle, Yokozuna. That's a really Ooh, interesting yeah. one. I would have liked to have seen that. Well, we had some... Um... I'm going to go with one. Oh, go okay. Because it was my original one on my list. I'm going to go with Bret Hart and Daniel Bryan. Oh, yeah. To top that, I'll go with Daniel Bryan and Shawn Michaels. Okay. Which never happened, which is a surprise if it happened because Shawn trained Daniel Bryan and... It was used as a storyline, wasn't it? It was, yeah. 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 Well, then, um, we've had some listener feedback from this one. Um, We've had some good, good ideas for this one, uh, most of which are all dream matches. So, first one I'm going to read out comes from Lee Spicer, and he has suggested Shawn Michaels versus Eddie Guerrero. This match was actually due to happen. It was. At WrestleMania 26, I think it was. But it ended up being Sean versus John Cena mm. because of Eddie's passing yeah. a few months prior. He also goes on to state Stone Cold Steve Austin versus CM Punk. Yeah. At the time when Punk was really big, about 2013. Mm. Yeah, they did I would go with down that. Interviews they did. Video. They did yeah. it for a video mm. game. And they teased whether it could happen. And his final choice is, and I like this one, Kurt Angle versus Bret Hart. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking this one. Uh, we've also got David John Reynolds has said, Sting versus Undertaker, Hell in a Cell for the streak. Yeah, that is a dream match which is on everyone's radar yeah. and everyone is shocked that never occurred. Yeah, absolutely. Just going back one second, the match previous to that was you said Kurt Angle, Bret Hart. Have you heard the story where Kurt actually rang Bret Hart up and said, Look, I want to wrestle you at WrestleMania? And I think this might have been the WrestleMania 26, I think it was, where Bret Hart was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Mm. And Bret was like, I'd love to do the match, but I've had a stroke. And yeah, it never happened. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we've also got I mean Brett was no way in shape to do that match I mean he was in he didn't even really do anything against Vince McMahon in that match no no Uh, we've got Jamie Queenville uh, has put RVD versus Mike Awesome I feel like this match happened yes I'm not sure I'm not to be honest if it didn't I think it would be a great match it would be a great match Uh, Billy Morgan has suggested FTR versus Legion of Doom I think would be a good match as I think they are both amazing. I think that's a fantastic one. And yeah. the reason why is because I think that's a real clash of styles. Yeah. I think that's a good match. I think yeah, that's yeah. a really good yeah. pick. I like that. Um, he's also put, and I love the fact that he's clearly thought of me for these two. Uh, and he's even tagged me in one of them. Stu Reed thinking of you. Piper versus Mick Foley. Yeah. Yeah. Be what? Yeah. And his final one, her final comment, he said, I've changed my mind. The only match that matters would be Danhausen versus history, injury or not. <laughs> do we want to do Danhausen watch now? Uh, have we watched any Danhausen? No, I, I haven't. I have. Um, yeah, he's, he's currently out of action because he's torn his bicep. Oh, is he? Um, but he has been at a lot of conventions and having a lot of photos with uh, guests and 
stars that are on the lineup as yeah. well. Um, I think it's a good segue for just Dan Hazard yeah. Watch at the moment yes. because we do promise we'll do Dan Hazard Watch, but oh, yeah. AEW don't really use him that much. No, because he's out injured at the moment. Yeah. Um, and obviously he's had surgery on his bicep and this, that, and the other. But he's, he's out. He's on the recovery mend and. I don't think we'll see him in AEW anytime soon. Unfortunately. You see, I think if his bicep was okay to an extent, I still think he can be on TV. Um, how, when I did post this comment saying that he was out injured, I even stated what the injury was that he torn his bicep, and I'm pretty sure it was Rob Shepard who commented. And if it, if it isn't you, Rob, I do apologise. But I, if it is you, I am calling you out on this. His comment was. What bicep? Um. Oh, it may. And I clearly remembered my comment was big capital letters, fucking blasphemy. Yeah. Don't you dare. And big shout out to Darren Brown. He wouldn't like that either. No, mate. No, not one bit. Uh, Jim Sangwell has hit you. That's, that's Dan House and Watch House and out the way. Um, we've got Jim Sangwell. Hello, Jim. Uh, I would have loved any combination of Randy Savage or Michaels versus Brian or Rollins. Cesaro versus Dean Malenko, uh, Owens versus Vader. Yeah, I think they're really good. I I think if you look there, I actually spoke to Jim on this because whenever I do, uh, you know when you sit there and you think of a WrestleMania that you can put on throughout the ages if everyone was still alive and active, I always put Savage and Rollins against each other. I think that would be good. And I don't know why, story-wise... Just, I think they would mesh so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. On yeah. Vader, him and Samoa Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah. that would be good. Yeah. yeah. Two oh, big yeah. balls going at it. Anyway, um, <laughs> there endeth the uh, listener interaction. Um, yes. I've, I've just got something I want to interject with um, beforehand. Um, obviously, I've, I've been on two sets of me jollies in the last uh, month since we've recorded. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I went over to Bridgewater in Somerset, and big up to anyone in Bridgewater that's listening. Um, some of you I'm actually going to mention. Um, I got to uh, meet up with some of our listeners. Did you? At a gig, yeah. Um, so I will say hi to Dan and Billy. Hello, Dan and Billy. Um, thanks for all the lovely comments and also especially Billy for the t-shirt ideas that you'd love to see and, <laughs> and buy <laughs> um, and also to Chris Blackmore who very kindly put me up um, for the night and let me crash on his sofa whilst we went to this gig um, and they uh, they ordered some lovely comments um, about the podcast and they're, they're all hugely supportive of what we do and they find it absolutely fucking hilarious so Brilliant. thanks That's the thanks idea. ever so much <laughs> Even though I've known Billy for many, many years, he did turn around and say to me, it's really weird hearing your voice in person because I'm so used to it It coming out of his headphones. (laughs) (laughs) But um, And also, um, uh, a week or so before that, um, I got to go to um, my first indie show. You did. Mm. Indeed. Um, Unfortunately, uh, James and Johnny couldn't be with me. They had um, some, you know, personal... We were there um, in spirits. Yeah, they had some personal um, issues that came up, and unfortunately, that meant that they couldn't come with me. Um, so I, I, you know, as I stated to these guys uh, on the messenger, um, I, I felt like I, we still needed to be represented, and I didn't. I, I was worried I was going to step on it, some of their toes and disgruntle them. Um, but 
luckily the you know these two um awesome mates of mine they were they were you know very understanding and thought it was a good idea no we felt that you actually stood up for us oh right yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, thank you very <laughs> so much we, we, right. were, we were proud that you yes. managed because oh, we had yes, you would know I mean I can speak from my side mm. I had so much personal oh, yeah, stuff yeah, going yeah, on yeah, I couldn't yeah, go massively. so I felt that you had done me a massive service uh, as a no mate worries, man. Yeah, that's how yeah. I felt about no, it cheers um, so yeah I got to go to uh, Stone Market Slam Stone number Market 10 Slam. um WWW. Yeah, World War Wrestling. And I've got to be honest, man, it's my first indie show that I've ever been to, and it was fucking amazing. They're great, isn't they? It was so good. But as I read to you, some of them are. Like, yeah, some of them are. You can go some yeah. places, and they're like, I'll, I'll give you an example. Yeah, they're terrible. Like, I used to go to Butlin sometimes. And if it wasn't something that like Ricky Knight had put on, yeah, yeah, and it was someone else, like it was not good. It was like cheap knockoffs of everyone. I don't yeah. like it now. I like yeah. going to see. I'm trying to find <laughs> these really bad shows that are out there. Like there's some guy called James Cena. Yeah, this like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, um, I've got a, yeah, I've got to say a massive shout out to everyone involved at World War Wrestling, um, Brett. Uh, the promoter met him. He, he was he was so welcoming. I've known yeah. him for you know. a few years now. I think we actually we trained, or we, we may have even been in a Royal Rumble together. It's a fucking big guy. Point. He is, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a really nice guy. Oh, he was sound. No, he made us feel so welcoming. You know, um, we got to talk to him, and um, yeah, it was. Just, like, I even said to him, like, you know, this is this is actually my first indie show I've ever been to and he I think he'd obviously kind of I don't know if he felt a bit shocked like I was like you do a wrestling podcast you mean you're doing it you know? and I was like, yeah I'm like 41 and I've never been to an indie show before All right. I posted loads of photos um, from the actual event itself I, I should put them together didn't I for yeah. the video and it, it was like I said Brett made me feel incredibly welcome Pointing out to us, said like, you know, we've got all these seats over here, and they were, they were. He said, obviously, you know, the front two rows all the way around, they were all reserved, but you probably get a best view up there on the balcony. I was like, yeah. right, sweet, cheers, mate. <laughs> and I did. I had a absolutely perfect view. It was awesome. I got to meet um, quite a few of the wrestlers, like, like during, before, afterwards. Um, I am going to give a massive shout to um, a few in particular that I spoke to that were uh, absolutely brilliant. Um, the first one I actually got to speak to, and it was during the interview, sorry, interview, interview interval. interval. God, what the hell is going wrong with me? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm getting all excited, that's why. Um, yeah, during the interview. Oh my god! <laughs> during, Start again during the gap. <laughs> during the break. During the break. During the break period. There we go. Um, I got to speak to uh, the King of Couture, uh, Brad O'Brien, and yeah. So during the um, interval, um, I got to speak to the King of Couture, Brad O'Brien, um, for for a good 15, 20 minutes. He, you know, him and Kelly Six had the opening match. And I've got to be honest, that match was fucking amazing. Yeah. It I've, was so good. I've watched Cody Six and he he is uh he is a white meat baby face and he and he sort of did he go around the crowds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's really cool. He was brilliant. Actually, I got I mean I spoke to him as well. It was like, you know, I, I was, 
obviously where they had their match first, um, I can't remember where I was coming back from, but I walked past him and I stopped him. I was like, mate, I'm really sorry. I've just got to say this quickly before we go back up to the start of the second half. That match was fucking brilliant. As far as opening matches go, that was amazing. Thanks. And he, he was, he was lovely. He was yeah. so nice. So appreciative of the kind words, you know? Um, but yeah, I got to speak to Brad, um, about, you know, his background. Um, and it was absolutely amazing. You know, he was describing to me his, you know, his, his usual week about work and fitting in going to the gym like four or five times yeah. a week and then doing what shows he does as yep. well. Uh, and also like, you know, going into personal life, trying to fit all that in at the same time. And then we spent ages talking about Mick Foley because um, it's <laughs> Mick Foley, isn't it? You know? <laughs> but um, yeah, some other names I've got to mention as well. Like I said previously, Kelly Six was, you know, a brilliant, just really, really nice guy. Uh, Mark True as well. Um, Sky Smithson. She's awesome. I've been watching her in uh, Progress in Eve. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Like, I, I, as far as heels go, she was awesome. That's, uh, I think I wrote to you about yeah, her. She's, you did. she's a, uh, she's sort of got a look that's a little bit like, uh, Shona Baszler. Yeah, yeah. But she's got like this old school heel mentality where she really well, gets into the crowds. Oh, yeah. Like man. Proper, yeah. I think she's called the villainess, isn't she? I think, villain? yeah, I believe so, yeah. Um, she was brilliant. And I, you know, again, I got to speak to her afterwards and just, you know, say like, I'm from Top Turnbuckle Podcast, all right, to take a photo. So I took a photo of her posing with the title and then she She's just cold. went, do you want a selfie? I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, spoke to her. It's absolutely lovely. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to speak to Rain Leverkusen. Oh, um, there, was, there was quite a queue of people in front and I, I just couldn't get the chance to speak to her. What and did I, you think of her? Brilliant. Yeah, she, she's got something about her, isn't she? Yeah, those two put on a brilliant match together. Yeah. They were really, they, really good. It's funny because the literal week, that week, they have both been working yeah. together in yeah. Uh, yeah. Progress in Eve. That's it. Yeah. A um, couple of other people that... Um, ah, sorry. One in particular as well I wanted to point out, and that also leads us into something else that we could um, announce. Um, the main event um, was... Corey McRae versus Karim Brigante. Um, really enjoyed it, but I got to speak to Corey afterwards. He is amazing. That was good. Is that the match we watched, wasn't it? We uh, watched that. Uh, yeah, we watched that because Stu posted it and we actually yeah. watched it. But we, I've, I've seen Corey a couple of times yeah. and he is amazing. Oh, yeah. He is He's right up my alley because he's got a martial arts background for oh, sure. Yeah. I, I said that to you. I, I'm adamant that there is, there is, yeah, there is definitely a martial arts background there. Before wrestling. Yeah. Now, all of these people that I've mentioned, anyway. please, please, please go out and check them out. Um, a couple of names I haven't mentioned also. You've got uh, the Goff Daddy, uh, Xander, uh, the Lucha Lions, Danny Blaze, Ollie Blake. Um, go and check these guys out. They... That, this show was amazing. Um, I couldn't thank all of them enough. Mm. But um, I then got approached by Corey um, a couple of days afterwards. And um, it, uh, cut a long story short, we're now sponsoring him. That's yes, amazing. We are indeed. So I'm, you know, I'm over the moon to announce that. You know, I know it's been on the page anyway, but 
Um, our, was, lo- our lovely little logo is going to be on the rest of the shorts. Oh, very nice. I was so gutted not to see Corey because I told you before going, yeah. didn't I, that I'd watch him. Yeah. Because for me, he's got something really unique about him yeah. because he's got like this MMA style mm. before wrestling. Yes. And I'm not an expert. I'm talking as a fan watching. Yeah. So I just love his style. Mm. I think he's amazingly good. Yeah, yeah. He's athletic. He's got good a serious... Heel. Really good got, heel. He's got a seriousness to him, mm. but he's also got a light side where he'll give it to the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's oh, got yeah. like this really good mesh of like getting the crowd involved and really knocking them off yeah. in like that pantomime, pantomime style. Just, uh, the ba- when, the ba- he's the ring, oh, he's on, when he's in the ring... He's serious oh, he's and he's lethal and he's good. Do you know what? There was two that I see, uh, you know, and they are big names that I see just a really, really good mesh of wrestlers. There is like the whole personality and the way he carried himself in the ring of Kurt Henning. Yeah. But the brutality of Ken Shamrock. Yeah. See, now I, I meshed him with you as a combination of... Alistair Black or yeah, Malachi yeah, Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm because of his martial arts. Yeah, yeah. And I also meshed him with Conor McGregor. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Because of because of the style of him. Yeah. He's got like this really confident yeah. way about him with the crowd, the way he gives oh, yeah, the yeah, crowd yeah, and yeah. everything like that. And he's also got a little bit of a look of him, and I just think he's awesome. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. But yeah, and again, Brett, everyone else, uh, thanks for making me feel incredibly welcome. Yeah. Um, please, please go out and check out World War Wrestling. Um, give them some support. Tell them where you where you heard them, and just just give them some support. You know, it, it's go to their shows. You won't be disappointed. They have shows on all the time. Yeah, all over. They work so fucking hard. And James was right what he said. Um, I have got that indie wrestling bug now. Yeah. It's, you too get it. Yeah. It was brilliant. Okay, yeah. Thanks again, guys. Thanks yes. ever so much for putting on a fucking amazing show. And next time we'll all be there. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We'll all and be there. And we will there. be there, yeah. 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 Definitely. You know, and uh, there's a few coming up, guys. I mean... Uh, there's always we can all everywhere. We can, we can yeah. speak about... I mean, you know my love for it at the moment. Pro Wrestling Eve. Yeah. Pro Wrestling Eve have got stuff coming up. Mm. Yeah. And we can go to those Absolutely. and they'll be fantastic. Any town or village and there'll always be a show. Yeah. Anywhere at some point on. But um, yeah, talking of sponsors though, uh, we actually have another sponsor as well. No way. We do. No way. We're rolling. We are fucking kicking ass, aren't we? Fuck is sponsoring us. (laughs) You silly fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm joking. We are grateful. We're really grateful. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Our newest new sponsor Easy Way Merchandise. Oh, yeah. They specialise in making wrestling merchandise for performers and its promotions. Uh, They make everything from badges to patches to hats to show posters to kids, women and men's t-shirts up to 5XL. Yes. I'm happy. The quality they use is perfect as well and at very cheap prices. We will... um, 
I'll post some links and stuff. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, again, Easy Way Merchandise. We have some T-shirts coming soon. Yeah. We are looking forward to seeing. Yeah, right. And like I said, you know, we'll put some more posts out there of everything. We'll pose in the T-shirts as well. And yeah, check them whoa, out. Whoa, whoa, check whoa, whoa. I whoa. want to see, I want to see Johnny do like that Slamboree poster. <laughs> I would do that as well. I'd yeah. happily do that. Yeah, I would do that. Just the T-shirt, nothing else. Pants. The six-year-old pants? Yeah. Or, like, I've still got, I don't know where they are. I don't want to know. I have no idea where they are. But yeah, thanks Thanks again for <laughs> just... This one, yeah. Johnny. No, stop putting the yes. damn poster up. <laughs> Christ! <laughs> yeah, thanks. One. Thanks again for. I'm trying to be fucking serious here, James. Stop putting up pictures <laughs> of Bagwell. Um, yeah, thanks again. Easy way merchandise. The Go check them out to get your merchandise. Oh, <laughs> boom! <laughs> 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 but yes, yeah, so thanks. Thanks to everyone that. Um, that has been involved with us recently, you know, and thanks to everyone who's recently joined the group as well, our community pages. There's been a massive increase. There has. um, It's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, people following, people getting involved. Yeah. (laughs) Stop putting up pictures of Bagwell. I tell you what, though, on a tangent, what were they doing with Buff? I mean, look at these pictures. Look, fucking hell. He's gorgeous, isn't he? He is. He's got the body of a... Chiseled God. So you can. There's what the one. Fuck is going on here? I mean, the obvious, the obvious, brilliant one is that. Can we please stop putting one. that up? <laughs> oh, but then there's this God. one. Look at this one. Fucking Jesus! Yeah, his mum on a photo. Uh, was it on a pole, weren't it? Because yeah. yeah. Oh, we've we've talked about that shite. You can put me on a pole. I, I think. Looks <laughs> like he's giving you a pole. To be honest, would you rather? What? Where's this going? Yeah, this what one. So, right, have to put that in your living room or watch the Judy Bagwell in a pole match. I'll, I'll watch living. the Judy Bagwell in a pole match. Yeah, I put that in my living I'm room. I'm having that right. And I, watch the I swear to God, when it comes to Christmas time, if one of you gets me that, you're going to get a punch in the cock. I promise you, right now, you have this on record. If one of you two gets me that, you're getting a dick punch. Would oh, you, well, have, you might have to get it then, Johnny, because I've already, I've already gone there. Would you rather me do the picture in a frame? And give it to you. What are you doing that? Doing that with that (laughs) in your living room. Or that. What I'm gonna say is now You do realise we're still recording. I know, I don't care. (laughs) What what I'm gonna say now is that is gonna be the thumbnail, or at least I'm gonna put that in at some point so people know what it is. I'll tell you what, on Spotify that ain't gonna be the thumbnail. (laughs) No way in hell. (laughs) That'd be amazing. Anyway, shall we get back on topic? Yeah. Who would like to introduce our next section? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna have fucking nightmares about this poster now. You sure there'll be nightmares? Oh, it ain't going to be happy dreams, I'll tell but, you that. But why? Look at those lips. Oh, inviting you in. Why is that a poster? The shocking thing is people pay to have that sort of pout now, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> but why is that a poster for the wrestling show? I think it's Look- winged at me. <laughs> 
Let's get on with the next topic. Right. <laughs> King of the Ring. King of the Ring. Yes. <laughs> King of the Ring. <laughs> right. Can I give you a little bit of a backstory about King of the Ring? Why not, Johnny? Why not? James, will you put the controller down and stop putting up pictures of Buff Bagwell? No, I'm just interested because someone's actually failed a poster and they're really happy about it. Look. <laughs> that put, me. Yeah, but that one looks <laughs> like... they cool finds on eBay. <laughs> what makes that one even worse is the fact that there's obviously a light reflection that even makes him look like he's been sniffing coke. Or he's got a white tash. Yeah, but why the fuck would someone buy that on why eBay? Would... You know? <laughs> oh, for the love of God, get on with the King of the Ring I subject. Could, I put it on a t-shirt. Put <laughs> the of... controller down. King of the Ring. Shit. King of Buff. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Okay. Get the fuck on with it. King of the Ring. Yes. The first King of the Ring took place in 1985. Did it really? Yes, it did. And it was won by the magnificent Don Morocco. Oh. How many King of the Rings do you think there's been in total? Come on, have a guess. What, people? Uh, yes, or tournaments, yeah, with the winner. Yeah. Okay. How many do you think there's been? 19. Am I close? <laughs> can, I, can I even get a, am, I, are you, am I close? Maybe. All right, 18. Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? It's a yes or no answer. You, yes, you're close, yes. 20. fuck him. He's been making me look at buff background pictures for an hour. I'm putting that on there. Oh, Come on, handsome. <laughs> I reckon there's been 21. Oh, there has been 22. Yep. You yes. priest. Yeah, do you know you what? fucking smart. No, I, I tried to count it because one individual has won it twice. Yes. I have a list of them all here. You have Don Morocco, Harley Race, Randy Savage, Ted DiBiase, Tito Santana, Fuck, Twice, Owen Hart, Mabel, Steve Austin, Triple H, Ken Shamrock, Billy Gunn, Kurt Angle, Edge, Brock Lesnar, Bad News Barrett, Seamus, William Regal, Booker T, Baron Corbin, Xavier Woods. So I stop at Brock Lesnar. Yes, I do too. Because yeah. to me, when the pay-per-view goes, that yes. goes. Because yeah, yeah. they never did anything with it, really. No, no, no they didn't. No. It no. was brought back after... There was quite a big gap between Brock Lesnar and Bad News Barrett as well. Yeah, yeah because why didn't it never win the final of that one? Think so? Yes, I've got a good feeling it was. I'm gonna, I'm gonna test you here because okay. I think. Have you got Regal on there? Yep, Regal's in. You did have Regal yes. on there, okay? Yes. You forgot Danhausen. <laughs> Danhausen wins it this year. Spoiler alert. A few kings that didn't win King of the Ring: Jerry the King Lawler, King Haku, King Duggan, King Kong Bundy, Brody King, and Silver King. They were all kings. But never won the tournament. Did the Burger King get involved? He didn't, no. Ah, shame on him. And I'm going to back to smart arse again. Okay. King Harley Race. I said Harley Race, yeah. Did you? I did, yes. He won Did you say Eddie Graham? No, I didn't, no. No. No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going on some kings. Get out. (laughs) Stop nicking my phrase! (laughs) I, I always found it really interesting 
that you had that session when they didn't have the King of the Ring, mm. but you had a king. Yeah. But you still had the right. King of the Ring tournament going on on house shows. Yeah. So I think that's where it was going on. Did you say King Booker? Oh, I did. Yeah. King right. Booker T. Can't miss that one out. That's the most important one ever. That's the fucking worst one. I know. I can you remember? No. Really? No, do you know Get why? Get the fuck out. Do you know why I couldn't stand it? I couldn't stand when they just keep shouting, oh, how King oh, Booker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shite. King Booker. No, fuck that. There we go. So, so who's going first? Uh, James has grabbed his piece of paper. There you oh. go. Are we going with worst or best first? Ooh. I think we should go with best because I think okay. that uh, worst is quite funny. Best is best. Oh, I, as I said before we were going to start recording, one of you are reading my, my uh, little sentence out. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to go first. So this is uh, my best moment. And it's quite simply Stone Cold Steve Austin speech. Yeah. Oh. It changes the whole dynamic of wrestling. Yeah. It's 96, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. If you watch that back now, it's so epic to watch. Go on YouTube, guys, and watch that. And watch the way Austin stands below the steps. Yeah. On, but, you know, looking at that silly outfit... That yeah. a previous member mm-hmm. wore quite happily. Yeah. What we'll talk about later. And proudly. <laughs> yeah. And Austin just goes up there and gives this speech, which come from Joe the Snake Roberts, by the way. No yeah. way. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Well, it didn't. The whole thing didn't come from Jake. Basically, I believe that they asked. What Jake had said, didn't they, or something like that? Yeah. Didn't they say that Jake had spoke about like Christianity or something in the Bible? Right. Yeah. And that's where it, that's where it come from. It didn't okay. directly come from Jake. So it was influenced. It, by... it was influenced, and it was had a lot to do with Michael Hayes, I believe, because Michael Hayes was the one that told him what Jake mm. said. I don't know if he helped him with it. But it is such a badass speech, though. That's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. Austin 316. Yeah. Those two things come from that speech. Yeah. Austin 316 goes on the T-shirt. Yeah. Becomes the biggest selling T-shirt out there. Yeah. Probably of all time, to be fair. I think it is. I would, If I had to guess, I reckon of all time, I reckon it's between that and the NWO shirt. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had to take a wild guess. I think it's that and Hogan t-shirt, I think. Oh, or the one that I've got, Stu. Fuck what off. the one you got, Stu? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it is, yeah. I'm sure it's between those two. Really? I didn't think that Hogan actually had a decent t-shirt then. I could see people having Hogan t-shirts like... But obviously, if Hogan wore the one, best, you're didn't a dick. he? <laughs> so I would have thought I would have thought it was Austin 316. I really would. I, I actually would think that the next one, if I had to guess, was the NWO show. Yeah. Because yeah. they cross over into co- yeah. uh, counterculture yeah. at the time of the 90s. They're still worn now. Yeah, as well, it's a simple design. I have just Why? checked it out and it's the Austin 316 t shirt. What's the no, Wow. And it's just, you know, white lettering on black t shirt. Yep. Brilliant. It's simple. saying here CM Punk. Yeah, maybe. Wouldn't blame him. Then mm. the NWO. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Close. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how... Can't be right all the time. Yeah. No, I just think it's so iconic. And what yeah. I would say for everybody to do, if you haven't, go and watch it. Um, because it's on YouTube. And just watch the way Austin starts. The way he steps up yeah. to those steps. You're watching a really mega moment. Yeah. It's not taken away from the win, but... The speech is more important. It's a career-defining moment. Yeah, which he probably doesn't even know mm. at that point. He's just going up there trying to be different, trying to be yeah. more edgy product, this sort of thing. But it, this is when it really catches fire. Yeah, and it begi- This is the beginning of it really catching mm. fire. He didn't... He didn't have, did he have a match the following month? Because usually the King of the Ring... Elevated it to the main event. No, he did not. And they played this up on a really cool episode of Livewire, which you can go and watch, which has got Sonny and Todd Pettengill on it. And it is the funniest live episode you have ever seen of Livewire, right? People probably won't remember this, but probably the funniest thing they put out at the time because Austin stays in that hard character saying, I'm going to kick his ass, I'm going to do this and all that sort of stuff. But it's set in WWF New Generation style. And they don't know how to deal with him. He's just walking around like a complete rebel. Like, I think he tells a story about how Bret Hart's a coward. Yeah. And how... He went round the house and he beat Stu's ass as well. Right, and it's right. just so funny. He goes, <laughs> yeah. I beat Bret Hart in the dungeon. And then old Stu, I got him down, I beat his ass as well. And it's, like, <laughs> it's so funny to watch. Awesome. Yeah, that's, so that's another thing that you can watch after that. He did not. He ended up having a match with Yoko Suna right. on the free for all. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, great pick. Yeah, lovely. Um, I just think it's the defining moment probably of the Attitude Era. It's beginning, to, it's, it's the start of really it taking off. And you're you're beginning to see a change. And yeah. that, that, this is what will rival WCW because yeah. they need something because at this point, near enough exactly at this point, you've had Bash at the Beach happen and you've had the NWO. Yeah, it's at yeah. the same time, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So you've got two mega... Things happen. You've got Hogan turn heel and the outsiders situation on WCW. Then you've got the beginnings of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. At the same time. Nice. Good pick. Yep. Right. I'll go for my one next time. Go on. Um, Mine is actually a King of the Ring qualifying match, um, an opening round qualifying match, um, aired on SmackDown on the 5th of May 2006. I've picked this purely because it was just so underrated and genuinely I do feel like it slipped through the cracks Um, and it's not really remembered that much because it was an opening round qualifier and it is um, between Chris Benoit and Finlay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember this match. Yeah, I've seen this match. It's a really, really nice little match. It's, yeah, 20, 22 minutes in length. The annoying thing is about the episode is, uh, sorry, during this match, during the episode, it cuts for a break, mm. um, in which obviously, you, you know, you miss five minutes of the fucking match because we all know that American TV likes to milk their adverts for as long as fucking possible. Oh, I am going to bring that up in the news. <laughs> um, 
which is which is really fucking irritating. But you've got two solid grapplers and two amazing ground workers who are so knowledgeable of each other's talents and in-ring capabilities. And they put on... I genuinely feel like this is a proper, classic, old-school wrestling match. Yeah, well, you've got two people there who are technicians yeah. and you've got... I mean, they do come from the old school, really. Yeah. Their backgrounds. I mean, especially if you're in there with Finley. Yeah. yeah. With that European style, you're yeah, going to yeah. wrestle that way. And it's it's brilliant. I mean, the, the counter moves in this, submission moves in this, and it's, it's, it's an absolute... You know, I know it's the Benoit name coming up again. Yeah, it's still always difficult. You've got to separate the art from the artist, and that's what I try to do with Benoit. Yeah. We, you know, we've talked about him before. Just separate the art from the artist, please, and hear me out. This match is fucking brilliant. Yep. It's a proper, like I said, a proper old-school testament to old-school wrestling. It's a really good pick, because it's at a time where the King of the Ring is struggling. Oh, he's... It's not, on, it's, it's not on pay-per-view. No. And it's, no, no. you know... It, like, like you said, you've got to know, he qualifying matches in, is on fucking SmackDown. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, well, it was always done that way. Yeah. Uh, before sort of, I mean, it would be done on a Raw, it would be done the Superstars yeah. going back the qualifying. Yeah. I'm going to have an honourable mention here. Mm. I think I know where you're going. You this know where I'm going is. because we've talked about it a lot, but I'll yeah. let you go. Yeah. Go on. Right, um, my next, well, my only pick, my best pick, is from the 1994 edition of the Single Elimination Tournament, Ooh. and it happened in the semi-finals of the pay-per-view. Ooh. It was the 1-2-3 Kid versus Owen Hart. Mm. So this is a great match. Yeah. This match only lasted four minutes, but this match is probably one of the best four-minute matches you will ever see. So the 1-2-3 Kid is beaten down at the end of the, his previous match. So he's like limping out to the ring. Uh, the kid was standing on the floor and Owen hits this suicide drop kick out of nowhere, just takes him out. Throws him back in, does a superfly splash off the top rope. There's spinning heel kicks, there's enziguri kicks, there's a Norman light suplex. Dives over the rope to the floor. Uh, Owen hits a bridging German suplex and a belly to belly for the two count. There's a pin attempt off the shoulders of Owen by a kid that's reversed into a pin by Owen. Fuck me, you've got it in detail, <laughs> yeah, man. Owen hits a power bomb and slaps on the sharpshooter for the win at three minutes and 37 seconds. This is what the new generation was all about. Yeah. Nice. I believe... Oh, God, because I have to try and remember this match because I haven't watched it recently. Wasn't the urgency because the kid was injured? Wasn't the kid I'm injured? Sure he was... Was he beaten, beaten up by someone after yeah. after a match? At the previous match, yeah, in the first round, he was beaten down. I've got a feeling it was Jeff Jarrett. I, I think it was Jeff Jarrett, yeah. It's weird as well, because in the 1998 King of the Ring tournament, they actually had another match, X-Pac versus Owen Hart. Okay. Yeah. Well. But, yeah, that's my pick. My best one. There we go. Yeah. Right, it's over to James with his worst pick. He's bad one. Well, I'm going to give an honourable mention first. Ooh. I'm going to give two, actually. Yeah. One of them's not going to be long because it came on the podcast last time. I believe I picked that this match for one of my matches, which gets forgotten about. Yeah. And that's 
King of the Ring 1993 semi-final, Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect. Awesome match. Yep. Yeah. It's an amazing match. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, shame on you. Mm, okay. And my... <laughs> Thanks for the input there, Johnny. <laughs> the only reason I, d- I didn't go for that is because I'd done it before. Okay. I'm sure I'd done it on like episode one or two. Yeah, it might have been actually, yeah. Yeah, I think but it's it, been brought up. Even like you, you said before we started recording, you were surprised that I didn't have uh, Mick Foley and, uh, sorry, Mankind. I, I and was, so I, I could see someone having that mm. because it is a King of the Ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I deliberately stayed away from that. You know, I think Johnny certainly knows what mine's going to be. Now, this one is a qualified match that doesn't, it's a qualifier to get in the King of the Ring. Right. Yes. And this was such a cool little, I don't even know what you call it, angle, I suppose. It's Mr. Perfect versus Doink. Yeah. From the original 1993 oh, qualifier. And they keep drawing. Yeah. Yes. Three matches. Yeah. They? yeah. Yeah, they have a best of three matches. And I'm sure there's loads of Doinks involved as well mm. at one point. And they had the first match on superstars maybe they had one on Raw didn't they and they had one on Wrestling Challenge yeah I think they had three matches the last, over the this the last yeah. one was on Wrestling Challenge because I watched <clears throat> it recently and I'm sure that there are double doinks involved mm-hmm. at some point as well I'm sure that doink actually wins and that gets overturned yeah yes it does thing. yeah but it's a really good match all three matches yeah, yeah they're they really, are really really good, good matches, matches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah I, I wanted to yeah, get that in there mention. Yeah, because, very good mention. And again, go on YouTube and yeah. have a look at them. Yeah, because yeah they're all on there because that's where I watched yeah. them. I think they're on the network as well. Although maybe not. Maybe the raw one is. That's the WWE network. Yes. Give us some freebies. <laughs> but going back to Mr. Perfect Bret Hart match. Yep. I was always a little bit disappointed oh, by their 93 Get out. Match. I don't Ow. know why. Maybe I need to go back and watch it now. I, I thought it was but, a classic. I thought oh. it was better. I thought the whole build-up for it, where they were both faces. Yeah. I actually, do, do you know what I think? I think it should have been the final. Yeah. Because if you're going down the route of the angle that you're going to have Jerry Lawler smash up mm. Brett's thing, I think it would have been better as the third match if they'd have done it that way yeah. and had the handshake at the end and all yeah, of yeah. this. Yeah. And if Brett wins. Bam Bam won, would he have come out then mm. and smashed everything up? Mm. <laughs> but if it was two good guys at the end, I see what you mean. Like yeah. perfect, if perfect had won it, that's yeah, got, that's got yeah, instant because awesome storyline written all over it. I just think because you're going to go the Lola route and you know you're going to go there, you yeah. don't have to have a heel versus face match yeah. at the end. Exactly. I think that those two could have put on an absolute clinic, which they did. They did. Yeah. But I think if that was the final, I think that would have been higher on people's list of remembrance yeah, because it's a semi-final. Yeah. Because that had such a cool little build-up. Yeah. They both talked about beating up... He, uh, my dad could beat your dad up at the start. Yeah. Little promo. <laughs> yeah. The match is great. The reason I go for it, Johnny, is because when I watch SummerSlam 91 back, I don't want to say it's overrated because it's an amazing match. I can see Kurt Henning's injured in it. Yeah. I yeah, can see it. And I, I just think this match, they're both fully fit, and it's got a great story. Perfect injures the knee of Brett in it, yeah. carrying on like. But for a while, Brett's knee, I think, was injured for about a year. 
Yeah, really? I think so, yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm just saying for oh, like fucking for laughing because everyone, Brett must have limped to the ring nearly yeah, every yeah, time he, did, he yeah, went. Yeah, because yeah. if you think back to like Wrestle, not WrestleMania, yeah, WrestleMania as well, WrestleMania 10, Royal yeah, Rumble, yes, yeah. Royal Rumble, <laughs> Owen kicks his uh, leg from underneath him because he's hurt his knee. That's right. Yeah. Then you've got injured knee in King of the Ring 93. It was nearly, it was like a storyline. Yeah. It's good at selling it. Yeah. yeah. For um, a whole year. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I, I have to go back and rewatch it, but I do agree with you. If it was in the main event of King of the Ring, I think it would have been more remembered more. Yeah. But I think I only went with the SummerSlam one is because that is more remembered. Yeah, and that, that's, my, that, that's my issue. Again, it stands up subjectivity. It stands personal preference. I think the SummerSlam match is quite short. I think... Knowing that perfect is injured, yeah. puts it off, and I just would have loved to have seen Bobby down at ringside instead of the coach. Yeah, 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 it's true. They did have a feud in WCW as well. I don't remember it that well, but I know they feuded over the US title. I think it was. I think Kurt was. They weren't in their best. Yeah, I, I, I think certainly Kurt Henning when he went to WCW went for a paycheck. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> I don't think you'll find many classic Kurt Henning or Mr. Perfect <laughs> yeah, matches in no, WCW. No, unfortunately, no. But yeah, good, yeah, good, good honourable mentions. There. Yeah, sorry, that was no, just no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Um, now we're on the bad ones. Yeah, right? now we're on to the shit ones. Right, well, do you want us to go? Yeah, because we've got the same one, haven't we? I, this one's terrible. Yeah. Um, this this is yeah okay this is a favorite of everybody's on the facebook page because i've seen it but i'm gonna add a little bit more to it so this is mabel winning king of the ring i think that's pretty obvious it's definitely the worst pick for king of the ring um i have simply put one sentence down for this which i would like james to deliver in deadly seriousness and your best philosophical voice poor push for a dangerous sack of shite <laughs> I'm done okay but I, uh, <laughs> I, it was bad but I like the fact that he used the gimmick the to the an extent yeah, yeah. I, I can understand why they attempted to do this I can because they're looking for a new heel they're looking for something new here. They're looking for their next big star as a heel. you got to think, they've probably just lost Yokozuna, really. Mm. You know, he's 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 not doing well. He's gaining a lot of weight. Yeah. And I think they're looking for a monster at this point, and they turn to Mabel. Now, I'm not just going to go on about Mabel's actual win here. I'm going to go on about the pay-per-view as a whole. This is <laughs> this is the worst fucking pay-per-view, yep. in my opinion, in my opinion, that WWF at the time ever put on. This is an absolute shit show. I tried it's, to watch... It's a fucking disgrace. I tried to watch this recently, right? And I couldn't watch it. Me and Johnny sat around here and watched the biggest piles of shit that wrestling has... <laughs> ever delivered yep. and I would still rank this at number one because there's not even any funniness to this it's just shit it's terrible. 
It's absolutely terrible. And there, there are actual stars on this that could have made this better. Like, you've got, like, Shawn Michaels yeah. in it, who wrestles Karma to a draw, and then's oh, just yeah. out of it. You've got The Undertaker on there. He loses, isn't he, in the first round? He rounds. loses because Karma gets involved yeah. against Mabel. I'm pretty sure this is his first pay-per-view loss since, like, for years. Right prior, for, like, four years or something. It is abysmal. There, I know that Johnny likes him, so we've been talking about this recently. A lot of the theme of the pay-per-view is around Savio Vega. Yeah, yeah And yeah. it's done in Philadelphia, which I'm going to bring up, which you guys are going to laugh about in a minute. Right? Because you know what that crowd's like. Oh, yeah. So, it's built around Savio Vega. A lot of this pay-per-view is built around him as a new talent coming in as a replacement for Razor Ramon. And I'm sorry, no one gives a fuck. They just don't give a fuck in the whole thing. They don't. They're trying to push him, but it's not working the whole time. And it's terrible. It is. Watch it again. Shall I just read off the card very quickly? Well, I'm just going to mention a couple of things because I'm on a rant here because it's so bad, right? Because I'm going to go back to Mabel's uh, ceremony, which is probably one of the worst parts, right? The only saving grace of this pay-per-view is the fans in the front row. And the only reason why is, and you will notice this, guys, if you watch it, is the ECW faithful at a fucking WWF show, and they are slamming the fucking pay-per-view. They are chanting ECW throughout the pay-per-view. And you can tell, I think Vince says something along the lines of, We've got people here who are supporting a local promotion or something like that because they're so loud. They're slamming people like Cornette, who are Mm -hmm. the managers. I think, like, Road Dog tells them to shut up seriously (laughs) at one point. Like, as the roadie. Because he comes into the ring, they are just, like, proper ECW. uh, In the middle of this pile of shit that WWF are putting on. I mean, listen to this for a main event, right, after King of the Ring. Diesel and mm-hmm. Bam Bam Bigelow yeah. versus Sid and Tatonka. Yeah, with that's Ted DiBiase. Your, yeah, that's your main event. Yeah. You know? 17 minutes that match went on for. It's abysmal. Now, <laughs> the biggest pile of shit that happens, do any of you remember Mo from Men on a Mission? Yeah, Mo. Right. So... After Mabel wins, which nobody gives a fuck about in the whole audience, right? Mo gets this big scroll out, yeah, and gives this monologue that feels like it goes on for about five hours. And it's it's so fucking bad that the crowd begin to throw rubbish at Mabel and him. <laughs> And you can tell they're angry. And if you actually watch, it's not heat. It's where they're fucked off. They're like, this is bollocks. And they're literally throwing their fucking rappers yeah. from burgers at Mabel. They hit, they hit him on the fucking head. He's on the front. Paper cups. Yeah, everything. Uh, every, yeah. And if you look in the background, the security are going crazy to try and sort yeah. out. But they are coming from oh, left yeah, field. Time. They are coming from every fucking where, these things. It's just terrible. And anyone so, who wants to defend this pay-per-view, please I'll, try. I'll, I'll, and I'll, because I'd love to hear it. It is fucking atrocious. I will just read out the card very quickly. So from opening match to the main event, you've got 
Savio Vega with uh, Razor Ramon, who defeated IRS with Ted DiBiase. Right, that's. I tell you what, that is. That is a house show match mm-hmm. that is purposely put on to yeah. hi- highlight in well, the video. It shows because it lasted five minutes and one second. Yeah. Uh, and then next is. Uh, Savio again Savio Vega with Razor Ramon again defeated Yokozuna with Jim Cornette and Mr. Fuji by count out yeah uh, after that you've got the roadie with Jeff Jarrett who defeated Bob Holly this match I actually enjoyed it's I don't remember that one at all road dog pretty much yeah yeah. Holly. yeah yeah uh, next you have Karma with Ted DiBiase versus Shawn Michaels which ended in a time limit draw yep Straight after that is Mabel with Mo defeated The Undertaker and Paul Wolbear. Yep. Uh, next is Savio Vega with Razor Ramon again, who defeated The Roadie with Jeff Jarrett. Uh, next, you have a Kiss My Foot match Oof. with Bret Hart beating Jerry Lawler by submission. Straight after that, you have the King of the Ring final, Mabel with Mo, who defeated Savio Vega in 8 minutes and 32 seconds of yes. utter shite. And then straight after that is the main event, which is Bam Bam Bigelow and Diesel, who defeated Psycho and Psycho Sid, and Tatonka with Ted DiBiase in a tag team match, yes. which lasted 17 minutes, 35 seconds. About as long as most fucking speech. Did you know Mabel actually had a title belt made after he won this tournament? A proper King of the Ring championship title belt. He appeared on, I think it was like USWA in Memphis with it a few times, but never actually on like WWF TV. Do you know what I love about this as well, Johnny, right? Go back and watch this when they do the coronation. Yeah. And when they, the fucking crown is made out of like the floppiest foil yep. you have ever seen. And you, it looks like they're putting, you know, a Christmas cracker on, on top of its head. And it's so funny. Sure. I was, I was going to compare it to is the ones you used to get as a kid at Burger King. Yeah. That were made out of floppy card. It's I've, fucking. I've just looked. Uh, I've just been looking online and had a look at the actual, you know, the full lineup for, starting from first round TV qualifiers for. Um, yeah, there's that better year, King people. Of the Ring. And I've just remembered we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Now, Mabel's opening first round match was against who? It was against Adam Bomb and he squashed him. One minute, 54 seconds. And that was the start of the downfall of his push. Yep. And here's what's interesting. When you look at some of the matches that are actually the qualifier matches, and even like you've just read out the card, you could have made a decent event out of this. Like... Lex Luger versus Yoko Zuna. I literally was just about to say that. Yeah. You got the roadie versus Doink the Clown. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's it's such a shit. King like, Kong Bundy versus Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I mean Michaels should have gone into the least yeah. semi final or something like that. Jeff Jarrett versus the Undertaker. Yeah, well, it's better than I know that Johnny likes the match, but having Jeff Jarrett in there would be better than having, uh, you know, Bob yeah. Holly. Or someone yeah. like that, or yeah. you know, I know that it's a face and a heel. It's just a lack of talent in the whole thing because all the decent stars, whether you like them or not, go out in the first round, and there's a pile of shit left at the end. <laughs> so, um, so um, on Wikipedia, King of the Ring 1995. Do you know what their opening paragraph is? 
pile of shit. It states, the 1995 King of the Ring was the third annual King of the Ring professional wrestling pay-per-view event produced by the World Wrestling Federation, now WWE, that featured the ninth King of the Ring tournament. It took place on June 25th, 1995 at Core State Spectrum in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This pay-per-view is somewhat notorious among WWE fans as it is considered one of the worst ever pay-per-views produced <laughs> by the company. And I didn't even know that was written on there. I can't watch this. Um, fuck me. Me and Johnny watched the fucking Nitro, which was the New York Rules match, the other uh Rules matches the other day, didn't we? We did, yes, and that was bad enough. That was Thunder, actually, wasn't was it? Was it Thunder? Yeah. Yeah, it was Thunder, yeah. The New yeah. Bloods versus the fucking Millionaires Club. I would have rather watched that ten times <laughs> over than watch this fucking pay-per-view. <laughs> oh. Um, I've just seen a little um, little pack underneath there. Do you know who the ushers were for that match? For that whole uh, pay-per-view? Were they the Hardy Boys? Correct. Yeah. It was Jeff and Matt Hardy. And they were wearing the purple and yellow outfits, which, an interesting fact, do you remember the Nacho Man and the Huckster? Yeah. They wore the same outfits. Did they really? Yeah. There we go. So, on to Johnny's worst on moment. I'm really one. sorry that I give that loads, but I've been waiting. <laughs> it's to, crap. I, I think sorry. that's the worst thing that they've ever done. And I really wanted to give that some. That's Fair fine. Enough. I think you've done it justice. Fair it's, enough. I don't think I give it enough. I could have done a whole episode on that. Right. My worst pick. And it's actually from the 1994 King of the Ring again. So, at the time, many of the biggest stars had gone and WWF were pushing a lot of their younger, smaller talents. Like Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, The One Two Free Kid and Owen Hart. Now, the 1994 King of the Ring would be the beginning... Of the new generation. And what better way than to represent the new generation than putting Rowdy Roddy Piper, who debuted in 1968 and at this point had more years in the ring than both Gorilla Monsoon at 22 years and Randy Savage, 21, who were both on commentary. Tread very carefully. <laughs> His opponent, Jerry Lawler, who became a household name in 1982 during his feud with Andy Kaufman. Piper even main evented the first WrestleMania and these two had even been wrestling when the Beatles were still together. Mm. They did not represent the new generation at all. Yeah, this was the fucking main event, was <laughs> yes, it? Yes, yeah. Um, so since Roddy was too busy to appear on any show due to filming the action classic Tough and Deadly with Billy Banks, Jerry brought in an imposter to beg the king not to hurt him. Now, Piper promised to donate a portion of his winnings to the hospital of sick children. I don't know why it was only a portion. Why couldn't he have donated their lot? What's that, what, Piper? Yeah, he was going to donate a portion of his winnings to the the sick children in the hospital. Piper, though... Jerry Lawler, though, said if he won, he'd give him a dollar. Yeah. Or a cent or something like that. <laughs> yes. Um, the match was painful to watch. It was like the cowardly heel tried to leave early. Bad guy pulled object from his tights. 
Jerry tried to pin Piper with his feet so high up on the ropes, it was hardly even touching him. Uh, the match ended with Piper hitting a terrible belly-to-back suplex on Jerry for the pin. That yeah, it's it. horrendous. <laughs> the shame is, I know that they, are, you know, because of the storyline and everything, but if you remember, there was actually a pretty decent champion versus champion match in this. Diesel and Bret right. Hart. Yeah. And this is actually quite a good match. Yeah. It features, like, the Anvil getting involved. Mm. And there's some questionable tactics which you learn about at the end, didn't you? Yeah. Of King of the Ring. But I suppose they couldn't put that on last because of... No, the- that's what the shame is. Yeah. Because really, that match last would have uh, made the pay-per-view so much better, yeah. really. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's, it's not really on Piper. Piper's just there for a payday. It's yeah. as simple as that. He's not really interested in this at all. And, and this was his first match in what, like... Two years? No, maybe three years? Yeah, and it's just poor. There's rumours that the two of them didn't get along as well. Like, there was no cooperation in the ring. Right. So, yeah, it is really shit. Yeah, it was a terrible match. Just a little fun note, Johnny, as well, because I don't know if you want to interject on this. I love the new generation thing, because that must have had about ten different leaders. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah because it started with Bret Hart being the leader of the new generation yeah. I remember them going here comes the leader of the new generation right. then was it Diesel Diesel was the leader then yeah. Shawn Michaels was the leader <laughs> and I can't remember who was the leader after I that but know. there was fucking <laughs> yeah, there were probably a few but <laughs> new well, generation we've had some feedback on this one okay some very good feedback. Yeah, I bet you most of them are 1995. Well, uh, Rob Shepherd has uh, simply started off the comment section with All Hail King Stuart. <laughs> okay. I don't remember <laughs> that King of the Ring. No. Um, fuck off. <laughs> it's because of the picture. <laughs> I, know, I know. I'd, I'd rather so. watch no, you fucking win King of the Ring 95, Stuart. Right, mate, I'd have smashed it. Yeah, you would have. Yeah. Uh, Darren End my favourite King of the Ring was Owen Hart the birth of the King of Hearts least favourite was a year later 1995 King of the Ring Mabel my one was probably my favourite King I'd say yeah. back to 94 again <laughs> uh, Robert Orr uh, my favourite King of the Ring was Brock Lesnar as it propelled his career and turned him into the star that he is today worst one probably King Mabel as he <laughs> <laughs> as he had so much potential to do more, but it didn't propel him the way I thought it would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jim Sangwell, worst King of the Ring moment from pay-per-view, but not the tournament, was the pure protection of Hogan with the exploding camera, which gave Yoko the title. <laughs> yeah, that was stupid. That was fucking bollocks. Does anyone want a little trivia question again? Who was the cameraman? Was it Harvey Whipple? It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's also put also Shamrock beating The Rock I think in 98 right before he really took off and had pay-per-views named after him what's that one? Uh, Shamrock beating The Rock is that the finals? What? that's the best one? Uh, worst worst okay Yeah. my worst was Billy Gunn winning the tournament I agree I think I think Jim's made a really good point there because I think both Cam, Ken Shamrock and Billy Gunn were not used very well. I think Shamrock only won because he was winning the tournaments of the UFC. 
and they brought him in to win the tournament of well he was already there but he was kind of to add to that it just went nowhere they didn't give it any fanfare whatsoever like there was no honour in winning that king of the ring yeah Um, he's he's also put two more comments uh, as Jim Um, as he states so this was ripped from Wikipedia I don't remember this stupidity uh, at all but we'll definitely be watching it and it is the McMahon-Helmsley fraction uh, Triple H as a captain Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon versus The Rock Kane and The Undertaker for the WWF championships where if Triple H Shane or Vince was pinned or submitted Triple H would lose his title to whoever scored the fall yeah Uh, it I'm going to shock everyone here. It does kind of work. I um, enjoyed this match. Yes. All I can remember about the start of this match is Shane and uh, Triple H keep going to Vince. You're all right, Joe Cole. Do you remember that? Be Joe Cole like that. Here comes Joe Cole because he's stressed out. And they keep going. <laughs> they keep calling him Joe <laughs> Cole. And, yeah, and patting him on the fucking back and everything. <laughs> Uh, this match isn't as bad as it sounds. The reason why, the idea behind it, Jim, was that Kane, the Undertaker, and The Rock would fight each other because one of them's got to score the pinfall. Yeah. So it was kind of supposed to be the odds are stacked against all of them yeah. because not only are we going to beat them up, but they're going to beat each other up yeah. because only one of them can win the title. Yeah. Did The Rock win? Yes. Yeah. Um, and the last one Jim's put is if we could also hear your thoughts on the greatest wrestling king as in ones that ran with a king gimmick can include Lawler who obviously didn't win the tournament of course who's uh, your favourite king I'm going to go with two uh, Jerry the King Lawler is one of them yep. because he just is he's the king Jerry Lawler the other one is the one I mentioned earlier Eddie Gilbert he mm-hmm. died very very early he was very synonymous with being an expert booker. Yeah. And they reckon we lost a really good wrestling mind very early on. Yeah. Johnny? Um, I could say Jerry Lawler, but I'm going to go for... I'm going to have King Kong Bundy because he was big and he was bald. <laughs> and he didn't have a crown. And he, I don't really know why he was a king, really. Um, I'm just going to go with Kong. <laughs> Who? King Kong. King Kong. King Kong, what, the apes? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was best King, king ever, wasn't he? King Arthur, was well. King of the apes, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Kicked Mecha Godzilla's ass recently and Godzilla himself. Is there other kings? Uh, no. Films? No. No. The King's Speech? No. No. Godzilla. I quite like the King's Speech. King Kong. There you go. Have you ever seen King Dong? Yeah. You're talking King to what? him. King Dong. <laughs> King Dong. Is, is there actually? He's a... talking to him. <laughs> um, yeah, there probably is a, a, a porn ripoff parody of that, but uh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking oh, it. you're happy to look up pictures of Buff Bagwell? I can't get over it. <laughs> it? Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. King Kong. There we go. There, there ends our uh, best and worst moment. Yeah, so, the, other, um, the other one could be Savage. No. There's a macho king. No. 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 He Kong. won the tournament. Did he? Yeah. In... But could he beat King Kong? No. So there you go. My answer wins. Yeah, but King Kong ain't a fucking wrestler, <laughs> is he? <laughs> have, you not seen, have you not seen Kong versus Godzilla? 
Does it take place in a ring? <laughs> well, you, you could say that. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, fuck a period. <laughs> On to the news. Yeah, it's the news. Um, dun, dun, dun. Wait for James's great impression of bad news, Barrett. Go. I've got some bad news. Fucking nailed it. Look at that. Watch out. Right. Um, where do we start? Where do we start? There's been quite a lot going on recently, isn't there? Sure. Who wants to go first? Uh, do you want to go first? Why not? Oh, oh God, that went a bit high pitched, didn't it? <laughs> it did. Right. And the dog staring at me going, what the fuck are you doing? This is in no order, but Goldberg. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. He's now a free agent. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Would you like to see Goldberg in AEW? No. I wouldn't like to see Goldberg in a fucking ring. I would like to see it. Yeah, no, I would as well. no. I, I think. Think, oh, I think. I think that it could be hilarious. I think you could have a clusterfuck, and I honestly don't think that uh, Tony Khan can control these bigger individuals with bigger egos. I think you could have like Goldberg fuck up a match or get pissed off in the middle of a match and like go WCW. You know, I like where it fucks up completely in the match. I, I would love it. I think they could bring him in for a short-term contract, a couple of matches. I'd like to see him have a match with MJF. I think the promos could be really good. I think Kenny Omega could get a good match out of him. I think he'd enjoy the challenge of trying to get a good match out the of him. fuck are no. you and Chris Jericho. Jericho, potentially because of their past, but... That was kind of nixed in yeah. WWE and Bad Blood. No, the other two no. I just can't see. I'd like to see it. No. For a free match. First, first of all, Can you Johnny, that? I just <laughs> want to ask, 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 ask you this. Bill Goldberg is the most sensitive individual who looks like oh. a massive bloke ever. Do you honestly think he's going to stand there and let MJF sign anything? <laughs> Could you imagine him and John Moxley having a first blood match? I'd keep them a separate, I think. I don't think I'd like that match. That would be they're, over they're, in five seconds. It would be over before the bell, because most <laughs> of the time they're bleeding before the match starts. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm I'm really sorry, Johnny, on this one. And my foot's going down. Absolutely not. I, I no way. I would like to see it. So I'd like to see no. what chaos it would cause. Like a period. I, and <laughs> I like AEW at the moment. Yeah. But I would I would just like to see what damage he could do mm. because he he could do a lot of damage. Yeah, but that that's the main reasons why I wouldn't want to see him in there. <laughs> he potentially could fuck up a lot of good wrestlers. I'm t- I'm talking more political. Oh no, no I mean he's the a, politics. He's were... a fucking train wreck. Yeah. Fuck off. Sorry. No. no. What's next? Nothing about Goldberg. Fuck off. He'll be the mystery opponent of Bobby. Oh, <laughs> oh no. It's a swerve. No. Who do you think the mystery opponent will be? We can we can we can talk a little bit about it, Matt Cardona, but not too much. Matt Cardona, I know. Do you know? Do you know He's what there. I would do? Do you know what I would do if Bray Wyatt's coming back? Why? Why can't it just be Uncle Halsey? I, do you know, I, I'm. Should we talk about Bray Wyatt? I'm really, I'm really hoping this is a work, and it is going to be there. Mm. Nah. But I can't see it. No, nah. I can't see it happening. But I'd love to have seen it as it's a work. We'll, we'll talk about it yeah. later in more detail. Yeah. 
I just can't see if if Bray was injured. I can't see if there wasn't any issues going on. I can't see why you couldn't have put Uncle Howdy in that position. Yeah. I just don't think it would make sense and have the build up. Bobby Lashley wins the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and then does an open challenge. It don't make sense if they're no. already starting the story, stopping the story, and then open challenge. You know, mm. Just nah, I'm done with it. Could be. <laughs> It could be Jay White. I don't huh? think he'd be known that well. No, I'm just people. throwing someone out there. It could be Jay White. I'm looking at someone who's about it. could be a Bushi. Hmm? It could be. They're both free agents yeah. at the moment. It could be anyone. Um, <laughs> one I want you to bring up is, and I mentioned it to you guys on our um, little message group, um, the shit that's going on with Rick Steiner at the moment and Giselle Shaw. I ain't got much to say. I just think it's fucking... It's, bad now, it's, it's fucking cool. disgraceful, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I read all of it on Twitter. I don't know how true all of it is or anything. I mean, if it is true... Yeah, we I got to use the word, that word of ours again, allegedly. Allegedly. If it is true, fucking shame on you. Yeah, I've just been learning about all this when I... When you posted about it yeah. I went on Twitter and had a look and basically Rick Steiner hasn't said anything not that that's necessarily mm. needed but in this case when I was looking it's all up in the air yeah. I yeah. don't know what's going it's, on it's still an ongoing situation at yeah. the moment and unfortunately it ain't going to look good and it's going to reflect badly on um, I'm pretty sure his impact he's still contracted with as a name I hope it doesn't reflect on Bron Breaker well, yeah, there is that as well. Ah, now there's a uh, name that it there's could some, be. Yes. Yeah, there's right? talk of him coming up. Because... Yeah. I've read that as well. Yeah, because he lost the title. Yes. yes. So it could be Brum Breaker. That's with uh, Bobby Lashley, we're, yeah. we're stating, sorry. Yes, yeah, sorry, we're not that professional. We're actually no. just sitting here <laughs> just having talking, a chat. We're just talking bollocks out loud, really, aren't we? Because that's what we do. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I wanted to say about the... Um, yeah. Rick Steiner situation. If if anyone hasn't um, heard anything about it, I would go online and just do a bit of research. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. You can explain it if you want, but yeah. I don't really understand everything that's going on. So, allegedly, um, there's been some slanderous names and comments made at... Uh, Giselle Shaw, who's obviously a transgender wrestler. And since these comments have been made, they've all come to light. And a lot of other wrestlers, especially on the female um, roster, have come forward as well saying, yeah, this is true. It's all open to allegation at the moment. Unfortunately, nothing has been specified. I know Impact have released a statement saying they won't tolerate this sort of behavior, which, you know, rightly so, and they should. Um, and if it is proven to be true, um, fuck off, man. We're in the 21st yeah. century. I Fucking grow up. I, I now know what it's about. And some of the names sound like stuff from the school playground, quite frankly, if that is what it is about. Yeah, yeah fucking disgraceful. There's no need for it, man. No need at all. No need. Did this happen... Recently, Quite or recent. uh, uh, it's, I think it's definitely been in the last year. Okay, um, but I'm, I'm, I, I couldn't clarify. I haven't found enough like 
There, there isn't anything out there. There's just a Twitter no. post from her and then everyone's yeah. supporting her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, another news story. Yep. MLW, Major League Wrestling's lawsuit against WWE. Okay. It's been going on since early 2022. Um, story is WWF tried blocking MLW from running certain venues. Right. WWE also blocked the deal between MLW... <laughs> Sorry, it all went wrong. Yeah, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. WWE also blocked the deal between MLW and Fox TV, right? From allowing it to happen. Um, another allegation includes Triple H contacting Madison Square Garden and persuading them to cancel the upcoming MLW G One Ring of Honor show, right? And also, WWE have been tampering with contracts from MLW. Oh. Yes. Okay. And it's been going on for a while, well, over a year now, this lawsuit. Wow. So, yeah. I didn't even know anything about that. Yes. Okay. There we go. Wow. Any more news? Yes. Have you got any more news? Um, I did want to talk about um, Ring of Honor pay-per-view recently. Yes. That was a great pay-per-view. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yes. Any standout moments for you? Yes, my favourite matches I enjoyed the <laughs> Triple A Mega Championship match with uh, Vikingo and Commander that could have easily paid, uh, main evented the show. Fantastic yeah. match. Uh, Samoa Joe, Mark Briscoe. Loved it. Awesome match. Yeah. Wonderful post match. Great to see him having a singles push. Yes, uh, I can see that story carrying on as well. Yeah, absolutely. The main event, Eddie Kingston versus um, Desiro. What did you think? I enjoyed it. I like Eddie Kingston. I do, yeah. Yeah. Um, I still one day would like to see him become AEW world champion. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, same. Uh, I did. I I thought it was a good match. He's a journeyman, isn't he? He's got a good story to him. It's... the The only issue I had with it was it was lacking a bit of... I don't know, personality yeah, is the right word. Yeah. Just, and that's not knocking Eddie Kingston. That's from me. That's coming from Cesaro. Yeah, I yeah. think this was a problem in WWE that yeah. they felt. Yeah. Uh, Nigel McGuinness returns yeah, to the company. Right. Uh, Vincent and Dutch have both come back as well. It's good for <laughs> Ring of Honor. Yes. It's a shame for if we bring up the topic yeah. later. Yeah, yes. yeah, we will. And the Reach for the Sky ladder match is amazing, but unfortunately it's overshadowed by the injury to Dante Martin. Oh, yeah. Um, speedy recovery to him. Um, I have read recently that he is now out of hospital, but holy shit, was that bad. Do we want to talk about the implications of keep doing these stunts? <sighs> Are they needed? I think uh, sometimes maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. I think what happened was he over sold the move, I think, which is what happened. Yeah. And he came uh, down and he's, yeah, he's just, if you think of Sid from WCW, how that Oh, I can't is, watch that. Then, yeah, pretty much the same thing almost. I, I'm not necessarily for or against them. It is a topic going mm. around. Yeah. Like, are these now becoming too much? Yeah. Because. Not being funny, it didn't look that stable, mm. the structure that they made in the first place. Yeah. Also, the way that they were running across the ladder 
didn't look that great. Mm. You know, like I think someone nearly slipped through the rungs as they were trying to do it. And I'm, I'm just putting no, it out no, no, there. No, I've, no, I've, no. I've just seen a lot of people saying like, mm. these stunts, we need to start drawing back on yeah. them as fans because they're, they're potentially could end careers. Yeah. 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 Uh, Big E, it's been one year since he had his injury. Okay. So we put him in the list then of potential Bobby Lashley He's opponents? nowhere near no. ready. No. Is he not? No. no. And there's talk that he might not come back at all. Mm. Okay. Yeah. He looked, I've, I've seen the video clip of him walking around backstage and he looks very stiff. He's that's, happy to not come back, he said as well. He's that's really strange it. because I thought that he was on the road to recovery and here's the reason why. I watched a something from a local news company where he picked up someone and ran along with them. Did anyone see that? No. No, I think so. Yeah, he picked someone up in a fireman's carry and ran along with them. Oh, okay. And yeah. I thought, oh, okay. So, I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah, it'd be nice to see him back. I do like Big Yeah, e. I do. Yeah. He's a really nice guy, isn't he? He's, he's Big E. Yeah, you can't... <laughs> you can't knock him. No. no. You can't. You really can't. Um, another thing... The WWE gambling plans. Yes, I have. This is ridiculous. They are attempting to legalise betting on matches. Mm. Part of the process would include mapping out storylines and match winners months in advance and not letting talent know who was winning until just before the match takes place. No, this is an art form. This is not a competition or a sport. Yes. It's an art form. And that's what everyone's got to get used to, why there are opinions allowed on this sort of thing. Yeah. It's similar to looking at a portrait and all having different thoughts and opinions on something, which is fine. It's subjective art form and it is not something for business in any way, shape or form because it is not competitive. It is not. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. No. I don't think it's going to... I think it's been laughed at pretty much. I know that they've tried it. It is. It's fucking laughable. I I heard the idea was that they were going to keep the winner in an envelope and right at the end somehow show you officially, them open it, or something to show who... What's the point? (laughs) (laughs) You don't bet on the ending of a fucking film, do you? (laughs) They're doing it because you can now bet on the... um, Right, I'm bringing this back to Kong versus Godzilla. Who's going to win? You know, yeah. let's take it bets well, on that. Bet it? on it. Then. <laughs> Heel turn. It's, it's well. not. To, it's not to knock wrestling because we love wrestling. Yeah. It's not. It's competitive for the individuals within getting to that yeah. next yeah, step yeah, yeah, and getting yeah. up the cards. Yeah. But it is not a competitive sport no. where you actually have to go out there and physically win. Yeah. So why would you bet on it? Yeah. It's predetermined. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, next. That'd be like me. Like, that'd be like me. Like I like I like the golf coming up, right? Yeah. The Masters, right? That'd be like me betting on it and they've already decided who's gonna win. Yeah. Wait, sorry, and like- then if if say for example, Stu, right? They see there's loads of betting coming, which doesn't suit them, so they'll change yeah. the winner. Yeah. They'll turn around and go, 
well, we can make more money if we choose this person yeah. to win, yeah. so we'll yeah. choose the other person. You think Paddy Power is going to take, uh, you know, odds on bets as to which member of the EastEnders cast is going to snuff it on the Christmas <laughs> Day episode? I don't know if they do uh, that or not. Do they? I don't know. If they do, that's fucking stupid, isn't it? I think this was brought up because you can now bet on the award shows, like the Oscars and stuff like that. Oh, win. So I think it's kind of come from there. That's total bollocks, isn't it? <laughs> That's fucking stupid. Yeah. Because you can you can rig it. Yeah. You can rig it to make money. If you're if you're in with the betting companies, mm. you've only got to see where the money is yeah. to change the fucking outcome, ain't you? Yeah. And yeah. make a profit out of it. Or you can just let Warren Beatty open the envelope and read the wrong fucking name out to start with. <laughs> yeah. So you know. That was the greatest thing ever. Is it you talk about the one when uh, was <laughs> when they all went up on stage? They yeah. were cheering. They went, "Sorry, it's the wrong <laughs> film. Yeah. It's yeah. actually you read the wrong, you know, or he was given the wrong envelope or something like." <laughs> how the f- how did you, how'd you fuck that up? That was amazing. Just, oh, those people hell. were so happy on stage just to have that award game. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> fuck you, know. Uh, anyway, yeah. next. <laughs> Vincent Mann has signed a new employee contract which gives him full rights to his likeness and story. He's also got a new tash. <laughs> yes, yes, that's the big news. <laughs> yeah. And he also earn 1.2 million per year. Yeah, whatever. Yes. Just on that tash. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No. Maybe someone from the Dungeon of Doom can come and shave it off and take his powers <laughs> yeah. away. Donald Trump can come back and shave my tash match. <laughs> um, Final door... Forbidden Door, not Final Door. Ooh, Forbidden yeah. Door Two mm-hmm. is apparently doing. Re- it's going to do really well. It's almost sold out straight away. Um, it's obviously going to be run with AEW and New Japan. Yeah, it's looking to be even bigger than the last show. Any, but any. I can't wait for no that. Match, but it's rumored to be Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega Two. Okay. Um, if Will Ospreay is better because he's injured at the moment. Mm. And CM Punk wants to forgive and forget and return back to AEW. I've heard this as impossible, in my opinion. But then oh. he went on Twitter and said a load of things about Jericho being a loser. And yeah, that's, a yeah he, can't, he can't help himself. So there are, <laughs> do you know what? There are two people that I have seen recently posting on Twitter that have also hinted at him coming back. Now, uh, one of which is our very good friend of the podcast, Danhausen, okay. uh, and obviously referring to Pepsi Man. Uh, the other one is Brody King. Yeah, would you like to see him come back? Yeah, I'd like him to come back. Yeah, I would. If he stops being a dick. Yeah, if he can make up and just put everything aside yeah. and get on with things, then yes, I would like him to come back. Yeah, I would. It might not last long, but, <laughs> well, yeah. but it would be nice to see him. I'm, yes, I would. I'd like, with all the shit that has happened recently, you know, and all this backstage bollocks and all that other crap that's happened, would we all like to see a good send-off? Yeah. Would I mean, you know, for, for a guy that was away for seven years to come back to the industry... Come back to come back and sorry, come back and sign up with AEW to get quite possibly one of the biggest fucking crowd pops of a return you'll ever hear to leave it all and end it for shit. 
I would love to see him drop the fucking ego for just five minutes and fucking realise you're 40 years old. You are, in fact, acting like a fucking child. Drop it. Get over it. Get over yourself and fucking go out on a high. I'd like to see him come back. I would. I wouldn't. If he could put everything aside and just make up and... Just hug it out. Hug it out. It's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible because of him. Scissor me, Daddy Punk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the sad, that's the sad fact about Phil Brooks. It's impossible for him to manage to do that. And I just look at AEW now and I think, especially that they recently had the Four Pillars thing, which was really cool mm. and everything like that in the ring with the bar mitzvah. <laughs> That was brilliant. Yeah, and all that sort of thing. I don't think they need him. I think it's a nostalgia hit for everyone all the time, but the problem is is he's just going to cause trouble again. Can we can we just give a massive, massive shout-out for that promo involving Sammy Guevara, MJF, Darby Allen, and Jungle Boy? Yeah, it was great. That was awesome, and that is, I proper... Barely laughed at two of those comments. They should just focus on that now, in yeah. my opinion. I I didn't think... This is why I was always a little bit funny with mm. Punk, and I always have been. I didn't think this was going to end well. I didn't expect it to end mm. as... Go like it no, did as I quickly as know. that. Less than a fucking year. Yeah, man. and I, I just cut ties. I wouldn't... I wouldn't bother, because... Yeah. He, his track records, it's almost like fool me once, shame on, you know, and all that, yeah. innit? Don't you shit know. on your own doorstep, especially don't do it twice. You know. Three times even now. I just don't think they need uh, it. But yeah, like, I, like, I was, I just, like that slight tangent there about that um, that promo. Have you seen it, Johnny? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, two, of the, two of the comments that were made that I, I mean, and I... One of them, I had tears rolling down my eyes because it was, it's not even that funny. It was just how it was delivered when MJF took off the shades, took off the hat, and oh. Darby Allen just went, Dude, you look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the one pop that MJF made to Sammy Guevara. Oh, look, Sammy Guevara, I'll be married or engaged to somebody else in the locker room in seven months' time. Yeah, someone that was savage. Someone said something that made me laugh about. Maybe you would be a champion if you stopped fighting everyone in the dressing room yeah. or something like that. It, it was done well, and it was mm. it was all young talent in there, and I don't think they need these people as much as they think they do. It looks like that's going to be, I think, the next main event, a four-way. Fight four-way. And I think what's mm. going to happen every week is going to be MJF with one of those different individuals in that match and focusing on his own story with yeah. each one of those. Yeah. Like last week it was Jungle Boy, the next week it'll be someone else, and it'll just it'll be. It'll I be like to see, I like to see the young talent given a chance. These guys go out there and they fucking yeah. try. Yeah, it's what Darby Allen said. Yeah, exactly what Darby Allen said about all the, and then he laughed at the end and went, "If you don't give me a title shot, I'm just going to go and cry on Twitter." Yeah, that is spot on because he's there and he's actually working. He's his been there since day one for the love of the craft. Yeah. And 
really all of those guys have. See, and I, I will be openly honest. I was never a massive fan of Darby Allen to start with, but since all this has come about, mm. I'm, and like you said, you can see the effort that he's putting in. He's there week in, week out. Every you know, pay per views, house shows, fucking conventions, and shit like that. But they're all doing it. Yeah, you know. And fuck me, they put the work in. These guys deserve it. And my next question, very quickly, is obviously we know MJF is a champion. Out of those four, who would you like to either retain the title or win the title? Oh, I'd like to see this go on a while. Same. Uh, MJF keeps the title for, for a little while. Yep. But if you're if you're asking me, and this is personal, yeah. Again, it's my opinion. If you're asking me, which one of that loads I'd like to see take the title. I'd like Jungle Boy to take it. Yeah. Jungle Boy, eventually, I think, not the, not <clears> right now. No. I think it's, he's not ready. No, yet. I think that you'd have to do a build. I think you'd have to do a bit. He's perfect baby face. Absolute perfect baby face. He's likeable. He works his bollocks yeah. off. I, I just think, I just think, like, you could go with him. Even as an experiment, why yeah. not try it? Mm. I've got, this is what I'm saying. I know that people will be saying me punk fans because I know what they're like. I'd rather see Jungle Boy have yeah. a shot than some ingrate like that. Yeah. I'm sorry, I would. I don't, you know, personal feelings aside, I don't like Sammy Guevara. I've never really liked him. I've never seen the appeal. Um, and personally... I think he causes too much fucking aggro backstage. Mm. I don't think he deserves it. They did that well with him, though, in mm. in the promo, because he wasn't necessarily just there to slam uh, MJF. He was there as a heel as well, because he went after the others, didn't he? Yeah. I thought they did well with yeah, Guevara yeah, yeah. in there. I think they know what Guevara's all about. Yeah. Yeah. I think give it to Eddie Kingston. I'd like to see it. Yeah, <laughs> I would. Like, don't get me wrong, and obviously Moxley's had the title, and Omega's had the title, and fucking who else has had it now? Jericho's had it. Hangman. Hangman Page. I, I think there's only been five champions. I'd like to see one of these pillars get it and yes. have a little pop at it. It's the young blood's time. Yeah. That's how you build this company. Yeah. These guys, yep, yeah, they're all seasoned veterans. They're great at what they do. I like what they do. Yeah. But... It's time to step aside. Yeah, I'd like to see the new blood. It's their time. I'd like to see a step away from. Keep looking at what mm. WWE is yep. doing or anyone else. Go with your own talent. Let's focus on our own homegrown talent, yeah. not what we've brought in. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to see that. Yeah, you know the originals. Like, I know it didn't work out with Hangman originally mm-hmm. and things. It was a difficult first uh, title run. A lot of title reigns are. That doesn't mean Hangman's not there. Yeah. Still. He's still an option. Yep. You know, maybe try him as a heel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy you with know? that. You know? There, I just there don't are feel, options. I just don't feel, and I'm pretty sure I said this before, like when we talked about him and his first title run. Um, I don't know if it was first time nerves, but I felt he was incredibly ropey. I think that it's really hard to carry the title first time, mm-hmm. and I think it's even harder if you're a baby face. Yeah. Because it's a chasing mm. thing. And when you're chasing it, people get behind you, but when you get it, it's almost the end of the story. Yeah. 
And then you've got to continue with it. Mm. And I think it's really difficult. Yeah. I think it's easier for a heel. Yeah. Because a heel's always going to be chased by that baby face. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, totally. Yes. Right. I'm out, I'm on. I've got no more news. No. Yeah. no. Who's down? Oh, yes. So, where do we go from here? <sighs> Bray... Bray, Bray. Back to Bray, oh, Bray like, Bray, to Bray and the news, I think, part three or four. Yeah. Sure. Which also coincides with our Ring of Honor a bit earlier. Oh, yes. Vincent. With uh, Butch and Vincent returning. Um, I think we were all excited at the thought of, you know, the whole White Six storyline that was um, being talked about on social media and everywhere else. Um, obviously the reports of Butch and Vincent possibly being the two biggest names in the hat um, to be part of the Wyatt Six. And obviously where now they have returned back to Ring of Honour. Yep. I think it's a shame. Uh, biggest names in the hat. I would say that they're the two that would have poten- potential and actually would really put a lot of effort in yep. to try and make it work alongside Bray because they're hungry. Yeah. You reach the WWE and I could see them two really going for making an effort with it. Yeah. I also really like Vincent. So I really like him. Dig what I'm saying. Yep. Absolutely. I put him on your guys' radar. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. I, I, I really liked him. I like the whole cult part of it it's behind brilliant. him. So well done. Like where it's like it's not supernatural. It's more like a, a cult leader, psychological, infe- yeah, yeah, infectious thing. Yeah, it's a Charlie Manson thing. Yeah, or even similar to I don't know if anyone's played the video game like Joseph C from Far Cry Five. Yeah. Have you yeah, ever played yeah. that? No, I haven't. Oh, oh God, what was his name? Joseph Seed in Far Cry 5 is a person who believes that he's the next coming of uh, Jesus. Oh, I can't remember the guy's name, but, but he, was, he was the cult leader from uh, the Waco Siege. I haven't seen that. No. Oh, mate. What, the, not the, the whole news story itself? The no. Siege of Waco. Oh, mate, you need to fucking... Mm. Oh, wow. I'd, I'd advise you two to have a look at Joseph Seed as a character. He is really. They done a small little film, mm. uh, Ubisoft doing it, and the the game actually. Everyone said it was kind of like not great. Yeah, yeah the story in it is excellent because what it is is it's set in like I can't remember if it's set in Colorado in a small little you know like proper outback country area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what he is, is he's like a false prophet who everyone gets behind. And the whole place, he turns into a Christian, in his way, militia. And you have to take him down. It's really cool. And he's got like three apostates and they're his family. And they're called like, you know, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, The apostles like, he's the father. And one of them's faith. Okay. Right, and right. like conscience and all this. It's really good. That's quite good. Mm. I've been playing it a bit more recently again. It's a good game. Sorry, we always go on tangents. That's all right. <laughs> but, but that is a very similar character to uh, 
it's a very similar character to how Vincent yeah, yeah, yeah. portrayed. Yeah. It's what I'm going on. I would have preferred to see them two over even like Bo. Yeah. I like to see new talent that's done well in a smaller promotion given a chance. If you get what I mean. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I would have liked to have seen Dutch and Vincent given a shot at it. You know? But, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen next. It's just, um, yeah. I, I, I've got, I gave up with... I didn't want to, but I kind of gave up on the whole story. I, I was the same. Oh, same. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know so where we were going. I was so excited when he first came back. Yeah, but... this big build-up, all this stuff, and even his writer, his main friend writer, has left as well. Yeah. Yeah, well... And unfortunately, you, it shows. Yeah, do you want to hear what I uh, heard, guys? So, I heard... Again, this is a rumour. Allegedly. Heard, yeah, I heard that what he wants to do is analogue horror. Right. What is that? Does anyone know what even that is? Because I don't. It's, you guys are more film. I, th- I think, and I don't quote me because I might be wrong, I think it's more along the lines of like, um, basically like TV, media-based Mm. platform horror you know so it would be more visual this is what I heard I heard that his idea is to create something analogue that's called analogue horror if anyone out there in our group knows what that is here we go look we're actually going on Google to see what it is yeah found footage found film footage technique right yeah oh okay so it's okay so I actually like that the stuff that it is. I've seen some of that. Like, uh, okay, so anyone out there who's seen, I'll tell you what he's trying to do. He's trying to do something like this on YouTube, like Local 58 and the Mandela Catalogue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If any of you guys have seen that, no. you'll know what it is. No. I but suggest you actually look it, it up. you really like right. it. Net, net, <laughs> Netflix, uh, quite a psychological horror film called Creep. That's an older film, isn't it? That's right. No, no. Oh. If you're thinking of the one that's based on the London Underground, yes. it's not that. Right, I'll tell you what analogue horror is. Wreck. Yep. But... Best. I, oh, I can, I can now, because I've seen this, not tell you... Not shit American remake. It is found footage. Yeah. There's found footage with no, no real beginning yeah. and no real end. Cloverfield. Similar. If I showed you... What's on there, mm. you get it. It's more like it doesn't have to have a meaning. Yeah. Like it, it's just there. Mm. And you watch it and you're like, it makes you ask questions yeah, yeah. like, where the fuck does this yeah. come from? Like that sort of thing. So I get actually what he's trying to do, but it ain't working. <laughs> it won't work in wrestling. Sure. Sorry if that's boring. I just no, heard it fine. and I thought it's interesting to bring up what it. He's actually trying to do, and that is what he's trying to do. Fair enough. Anything else, guys? No. no. I think that's it for the news. Do we have anything else? Oh, Topics. I've, I've got one more bit of news, and yes. all it's going to be, we are going to do another show on WrestleMania. Yeah. Right, so all this is going to be about is, because I said I was going to mention this, sponsorship in WWE is getting out of hand. Massively. All I'm going to say is, because we are going to do a separate WrestleMania Mm. review. Yeah. And topics, which Johnny will tell us what they are. Yes, I will do. 
But I'm not going to spoil anything for a certain match. There was a certain, I'll give you an example. There was a certain match that was supposed to be a quite serious feud, which is son versus fa- father versus son or yep. son versus father, whatever way you want to say, which is Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio, yeah. right? I don't know if anyone noticed this apart from me during, like, the match, but I couldn't take it seriously because it looked like the New Day's rainbow was all around the fucking ringside with that cinnamon toast thing that Rey Mysterio was... It made me hungry. It made you hungry. (laughs) It was supposed to be a serious future. (laughs) And it's got, like, all these cinnamon toast uh, colours around it. What you want for that is you want like a feeling like an atmosphere of seriousness. Do you know what? Does yeah. anyone get that? Like I watch it back and tell me that it's not too bright. If for they were the- going to do another cereal and make it a serious cereal, what cereal would you say cereal? I, do you know what I would do? I would concentrate on my fucking product. <laughs> I'd say Shreddies is quite serious. I'd say uh, the most serious to me is Brand Flames. It's really weak. <laughs> or, um, yeah. Because Ian Botham did the uh, advert for it, it and he's serious. Yeah. Or Fruit and Fiber. Special K. Whoa, I like that. What's those little brown sticks? They're like. All brown. All brown. Yeah. <laughs> found, yeah. Out the, found out the hard way. Similar yeah, to yeah. Special K, innit? Found out the like hard that. way at a very young age why you shouldn't eat a massive <laughs> bowl of that. Yeah. <laughs> My ass was like a fucking volcano. What about like Alpen? <laughs> I like Alpen. it. I love muesli. What's it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like yeah. 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 Fruit and fibre. Can't beat it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I chopped my pillow this morning. How the fuck are we on cereals? <laughs> because of fucking Ray Mysterio. Supposed oh, to be having yeah. a serious match yeah. like with his son if, who's who's like disrespects <laughs> his, the mother and yeah. he's caused all this shit and he's with the judgment day we're quite dark. And then the rings covers in rainbow. I don't if, like serious. Right, <laughs> right, here's a very Is it serious. just me then? <laughs> if, you could be, if you could be sponsored by any brand of cereal, a specific type of cereal, who would it be? Frosties. What I like that? Because fr- I just like them. Oh, mate, you had a perfect opportunity to say, because they're great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have a new cereal that I'm going to try very soon. I just need to find out what it was called. <laughs> I remember. In case any of you don't know, Johnny's on a uh, Johnny's on a cereal mission to try. Is it a new every cereal? One box of cereal every week, and I eat a lot of cereal. <laughs> We've also got something coming up wrestling wise uh, when me and Johnny can fit it in. So we have been busy, by the way, guys. Oh, we yeah. are sorry. There's been a little bit of a gap within these uh, episodes, but we are going to start going to car boots. And look for the worst wrestling gear, yeah. and we will film it for you. It will be in America. Do they have car boots in America? They have thrift stores. Garage, yeah. garage sales. Garage. Yeah, garage sales. Yes, garage sales. So this is the cereal I'm looking for next. Oatmeal cream pie cereal. That's fucking weird, isn't it? I've uh, <laughs> also so, get this one as well. Swiss, Swiss rolls. rolls so, as my question comes back to you, Johnny, who yes. would, if what type of cereal would you like to be endorsed by? Oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. I've had about twenty-four boxes this year already. Um, <laughs> well, at the end of the year, I should review this cereal. I should do a podcast on cereal. You should. Oh, People nice. probably fucking watch they it. Probably would. Um, oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm going to go on a cereal that I've had this year, mm. and that would be Jaws. 
Oh yeah, I saw that. Movie series. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That was quite a good one. There were shapes of jaws. Little sharks, basically. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, what's that one like then? What's, what is it? It's like multi-grain cereal with sharp... With a bit of a bite. Hey! <laughs> 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 the thing is that, yeah, it's got fucking jaws on it. Yeah, but it's stuff, Back to but... the Future cereal now as well. Yeah, I've got yeah. that as well. Oh, I saw that one. Chocolate balls. I'm not sure chocolate <laughs> What's that got to do with Back to the Future? <laughs> I watched these guys once. I told you about these guys. This is a tangent. Fuck it. Fucking hell it, just. Right, yeah. But, uh, it's I, almost as good I as the just, moose one we had. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> I, I watched uh, these guys and they're like 20-year-old Batman cereal. Oh, was, so you've shown me that. Yeah. And when they, yeah. when they got it out, it was just one solid fucking lump. They, <laughs> they had to hit they it. They did that in lump. bottom lows, didn't they? <laughs> I had a box of sugar puffs and I left it in the cupboard for ages. It was still in date. When I tipped it out, it was one massive cube. <laughs> one massive sugar puffs. because it was so much fucking honey on them. So I threw it against the wall. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, what would I have? Oh, just, you know, because I've got such a real bad sweet tooth and I'm a big kid at heart, I'd, I'd, it's got to be Lucky Charms. Mm. I've never had Lucky Charms. I've had mateys. Oh, no. Charms. Proper old school Lucky Charms that gave you type 2 or, diabetes um, after one oh, bowl. What's those ones? Um, Golden <laughs> Grahams. Ah, oh, yes. Oh. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> yes. their version. Yeah, it's a British equivalent of cinnamon toast, oh, isn't it? Oh, it's Yeah. Yeah, I oh, had peanut butter balls a little while ago. I bet you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just the way I was sitting. <laughs> did you follow through? <laughs> I, I'm going to bring in a new topic. Right. right. I'm going to bring in, just to, because we love tangents oh, and yeah. having a good fucking laugh. So I'm going to bring in that we have to watch something terrible. I thought right. you were going to say bring a box of cereal. Yeah. Oh, that's what, yeah. Well, we fucking can do if you want <laughs> but serial killers sort of fucking thing here oh, yeah. but uh, something terrible that we've watched okay. from wrestling alright I thought right? you meant just in general so this is, <laughs> I've watched a lot of this shit this is going to be uh, like the start right yeah. so me and Johnny recently watched Thunder yeah right WCW Thunder yeah, yeah. from I think it's the 4th of May 2000. And it was the worst fucking thunder you could ever imagine. It was Vince Russo's New York sort of street fight rules. I didn't understand that Battle Royal. I still don't understand it. Right. So I, I'm not sure even how to... G- it's a clusterfuck, mm. right? You need to see this fucking episode. Right. Everything that can go wrong does go wrong. When they go for a big spot, the camera misses it every time. Awesome. So you don't know why it's happened. And then at the end, this is the greatest thing ever, and I'm going to fucking show you this when this is finished. There's the big mega spot that ends the episode is David Arquette is supposed to come out with a guitar. Oh, yeah. And you know those things that they used to climb up, like the round yeah. bits at the sides that are part of the stage? It's Diamond Dallas Page and Jeff Jarrett on top, and right. he's supposed to hit Jeff Jarrett on the back, right? Uh, and there's a gimmick bit in the floor where he's going to fall through. Right, and smash right, right, through. right. As he walks out, he falls through the gimmick floor straight through the fucking. Awesome. This is David Arquette, and it's caught life, right? It's supposed to be the end. He falls through the gimmick floor on live Fuck TV sake. and just goes under, and you can't see him. Fuck knows where he goes. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> and God. they don't know what to do. They keep throwing the camera everywhere. 
Then there's like Eric Bischoff counts a free count on Hulk Hogan with Billy Kidman, and there's no ref or anything. Let's see this in a yeah, and 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 he's like running around with Kidman holding his arm up. Okay. And it's, it's a battle royal, the end right. of it, and you're like, what the. F- Fuck, is this shit? <laughs> All right, we'll check that out in a minute. The, the, um, the Battle Royal, every single match on there is about three minutes long. Right. The Battle Royal, I'm not kidding. Me and Johnny sat and watched it. It felt as long as Wrestle fucking Mania. <laughs> right? No one got thrown over. It felt like for about an hour and a half. Yeah. And there were so many people in the ring, you couldn't even see people. You'd suddenly, halfway Fuck through, you know. you'd go, oh, yeah, there's Scott Steiner. Right. But you didn't even know they were in there. Because there's so many fuckers. <laughs> you just need to say it's unbelievably bad. Fucking Should we wrap this? Yeah. <laughs> well, um yeah, you we got well, you gotta announce the topics because I, I, I wanna I see just, I wanna see. I just think clip. it should be a new thing that we do yeah. for a laugh. Yeah. Alright. But before the topics are released, we have something fun. Something funky. Oh, fuck's <laughs> sake. Something wonderful. Oh. And as oh. always, we leave the best till last. Oh. And as I previous mentioned, previously Whoa. mentioned, each episode I will be reading any wrestling song, theme, or anything else wrestling related in the most poetic, imaginative, sensitive, or emotional style of expression. And You're this episode... Parent dicks. <laughs> this episode... <laughs> Was picked by James, oh. our very own James. Yeah, oh. well, I'm your biggest fan. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful smile over there. I, I am. I'm your biggest fan. I told you this from the start. Okay. So you're embarrassing. Yes, I embarrassing know. Embarrassing you are. That's Shit story. I personally asked above all the audience listening if I could go first because I love this song. I've had a few requests on this. Just get on with it. Right, okay. This one's going to be amazing. Enjoy this one because the next episode you're getting two. Oh, God. Oh. Right. This song is actually by Brett the Hitman Heart, the excellence of execution. Okay. Fuck. He, he is a five-time WWF champion. Yes, tag team champion. Didn't he say that he had the ability to be the next Brian Adams? There was was, Yes, it it was said to he was going to be the next Brian Adams after this song was released. Now, unfortunately, this song (laughs) didn't make it into the charts. What a fucking surprise. (laughs) That's a travesty. It is. It's fucking not. (laughs) It is from the WrestleMania album, okay? Um... It is called, well, it's the romantic ballad called Never Been a Right Time to Say Goodbye. Didn't Brett have this personally written for him? I thought he wrote it himself. Did he? I don't know. (laughs) I thought there was a story that someone said that Brett, in your notes, that Brett actually asked if he could have this. Oh, he may have, yeah. Possibly. Yeah, his own song. If he wrote this or if someone wrote this for him. He should have performed this at WrestleMania. Imagine that. Yeah. (sighs) Right. Are you ready? Cunt. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There's no way to make this easy. No, there ain't. I know we've gone through some good and some troubled times. If I stay, she'll only see right through me. Look of shame inside my eyes. I'd rather turn away. Because the things you're going to say will break my heart and make me cry. There has never... <laughs> Been a right time to say goodbye. This is fucking beautiful. <laughs> Fuck off. Lies will only hurt her. She'll end up crying. I'd sooner walk away and let her love again. 
there's never been a right time to say goodbye. He's a real man. There's never been a lie. There's never been a sigh. That lets her down easier. There's never been a right time to say goodbye. I'd rather turn away and see her hurt today. I know know she'll end up crying. There's no denying. There's never been a right time to say goodbye. That's beautiful, Johnny. Things you're going to say. No, I won't sing that bit. But yeah, there you go. There you go. That's beautiful. Oh my God, just get on with the topic. Oh, oh, I need a moment to kind of just catch my breath. Yeah, yeah that's really emotional. Oh, that was. I might write a letter, I'm going to send him an email. Oh my God. Oh. That'll probably put a smile on his face. <laughs> He's fucking really <laughs> angry all the time. Yeah. Parent. Oh dear. Right. Oh, okay. So, now, with it being WrestleMania season, my top three topic will be the top three most underrated WrestleMania matches of all time. Nice. And, sticking with WrestleMania, my best and worst moments will be the very best and the very worst celebrity involvement at a WrestleMania. And, also... My poetic reading will be WrestleMania the single and an extra double whammy. I, I'm not going to. I don't know if I'm going to read this one yet, or I might even wrap it. Oh, I'm not sure. God! It's going to be the WrestleMania ten rap by Men on a Mission. Ah. Oh. <laughs> We've got stars galore. We've got stars. I remember galore. that. You're going to see a show like never yeah, before. Yeah, that's amazing. The mission of the titles, and we will win. But we're all going to rock WrestleMania 10. Well, you pretty much done it. No, you? that's that's nothing. No, no, that, that, that's you, it. You yeah. need it. No, I don't think that should be wrapped. I think that needs some real, <sighs> real soul through yeah. written. Some soul, proper soul. <laughs> I think I think rap. <laughs> I <don't know> what <laughs> I was. I'm not against rap at all, but I don't think it does it justice. I think it needs some real soul. Needs some soul. Yeah. And not forgetting our most important topic, which is Danhausen Watchhausen. Danhausen Watchhausen. He's injured. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. <laughs> you can go on cameo. He's always on. Rap. So we've got our topics, our best and worst, my singing and my rapping. Danhausen. Watchhausen. And I want... Because this is going to be quite quick, this one. Isn't it? Like, there's yes. not much time. No. I I want a soul. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick something if you can all watch it. Okay. Right? And we'll all watch it separately and make our uh, conclusion on right. it. Right? We are going to go... We've talked about this before because... We're going to go with WCW. Oh, here, God, I know right? where this is going. And we're going to go with the Monster Truck match. I quite From like Halloween Not where I 1995. I okay. Like so I'm going to bring out some really weird ones. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sex Lippers. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so, so there we go. Yeah. 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 Thanks ever so much for um, tuning in and thanks always for getting involved and please, please keep getting involved. We love it. Um, Much thanks as well again to... Our sponsors. Yeah. Yep. Corey McRae. Corey McRae. World War Wrestling. 
Easy Way merchandise. And Three Counts Wrestling. Yep. Boom. Go and check them all out. Checkity check them out. Thanks a lot, everyone. Uh, it's goodbye from me, Stu. It's goodbye from me, James. And it's goodbye from me, Johnny. See you later. Bye-bye.